you know what I mean? Y'all make sure y'all ping some folk into the room. If I ever took a loss, I let hey. Let me get a uh, Dallas in yeah, here real quick. My guy Ramon Tooks in the building. What's up, Ramon? What's going on, man? Let's get them shares up. Good morning. Share it. Share it. Get them shares up. Get them shares up. We got a lot to talk about this morning, damn it. Yeah. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Blessings. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Count it up, count it up, count it up. Hey, did it? This one of the ones. Anybody acting like they got it all figured out, they probably lying. Yeah, they lying. They lying. No, nobody got it all figured out. You understand what I'm talking about? Especially entrepreneurs, man. We always act like we got it figured out. You feel what I'm talking about? That's why I'm saying if you ain't shared the room yet, you may be moving in stingy energy. Make sure you hit that share button. Just hit it one or two times. That's it. Thank you for sharing Sean Hughes. Thank you for sharing Reginald Casimir. Y'all share the room, share the room, share the room, please. Everything that I got all of my fam uh, Part of the plan I was eating frappelloni out of the pan Y'all don't understand I was trying to get it I'm in that studio trying to keep it pushing Patty pies, boy, I kept them cooking All I needed was the Mary Mary But the guy to me was having commentary I got angels all around I can need a baker Blessings falling in Man, shout out to all of the people who moving with no stingy energy and sharing the room. <laughs> shout out to Keisha, Mariana, my guy Benny. You know what I'm saying? Joanna, you feel me? Kareem, sharing the room. Dion, shout out to you. Vero, no stingy energy. I can dig that. I can dig that. You know what I'm saying? Tamika, what's going down? Blessings. How many people in the building right now moving with gratitude? You understand what I'm saying? Right now, instead of just, you know, looking at everything from a negative lens. If you're moving in gratitude, put a number one in the chat. That's number one. If you're moving in gratitude, put a number one in the chat, man. This is important. This is important. 
You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you got to understand when to recognize a moment to appreciate things that you got going on, number one, right? So we want to we wanna kick that off off the top, right? Because what I don't want to do, oh, you know what I'm saying, is this to be some type of trauma dumping session because that ain't, ain't nobody going to get no growth from that. You devalue. You, you feel what I'm saying? We need we need to understand how to navigate this particular terrain from a victorious place. But at the same time, we want to recognize that everybody not going to be victorious in all situations. This shit get real. It get hard. It get hurtful. It, it breaks people. Right. But at the same time, we still got down me uh, 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 victorious. So I just want to put that out there. We victorious. We grateful. We the gladiators. We the people that everybody in the family depend on. Mm. Damn, that's a fact. That's a fact. We need transparency today. But honestly. we need transparency. So I just want to yeah, put that you gotta out. You got to open your heart and open your mind. Absolutely. Another thing, man, before we get started, make sure y'all click the link at the top. We now on Apple, Spotify, what else, Byron? Something man, else, right? Man, we on everything, man. YouTube, man, look, man, we everywhere. Come on, man. Show us some love, man. When y'all having that long day at work, just put this on. Y'all make get a little value from it. So that's all we ask. It's free. Just hit that subscribe button. Leave a review if you can. Five stars would be beneficial as well. So let's go ahead and get it started. Absolutely. Listen, my name is Byron, real estate entrepreneur out of Houston, Texas. Uh, primarily focused on the wholesale space. Also do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip, new construction. New to the build to rent space. You know what I'm saying? Author and owner of nine to five millions. You know what I'm saying? Where I teach people how to leverage, leverage that nine to five, right? Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, man, listen, man. Don't let nobody kick you off your job because they sitting up here stunting on social media making this shit look good and you ain't figured it out yet. I'm just saying. We having a real moment today, huh, Diddy? I'm just trying to understand what we doing. That's facts, man. I can't wait, man. It's about to get good. Yeah. Yeah, we we going we going we going to dive deep, man, and learn today. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm excited. We got a professional in the building. Shout out to Shane. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Board certified. Let's get it together. You understand what I'm saying? Shana, you mind just kind of introducing yourself, you know, so 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 folk can understand what what uh what's going on. See, we got Miss Dominique in here too as well. What what Dominique? What Dominique? She under Giuseppe. Okay. She's right next to Benny. Right next to Benny. Okay. Man, look at here, man. Dominique. Shout out to Dominique. Listen, man, we got a lot to really unpack. Um, we got professionals in the building, okay? So I just want to let that let that be known. Um, we want this to be an open and honest, vulnerable space because that's another thing I found out, Diddy. If you're not vulnerable, you can't even get the help you're looking for. I think that's most people's problem, man. You know what I mean? You, know, you got to be open. open people got to realize, man, you know, listen, sometimes you can't worry about what folks think. A lot of times, not just some. Mm. That's part of the problem right there Why people don't like to open up mm. They worry about what folks think, huh, Diddy? Like like they perfect Ain't nobody perfect Ain't none of us perfect I guarantee you that We all need help in some, some type of way as well mm. So wow. let's hear from Shana, man Good morning How you doing, man? She may be She may be caught up She may be caught up We'll come back. We'll come back. <laughs> well, oh, what's going on? Oh. 
What's up, what's up? Good morning, everybody. Neil Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur. Plays a six-figure job at age 27 by investing in real estate, leveraging creative finance. Um, do a lot of different things in the real estate space. Um, also, educator, teach people how to become the bank in real estate. Because a lot of people want to get in the game, but they, they hear from other people that never been in the business that real estate is a headache. You get calls through 2 or 3 in the morning. I teach you how to automate all that so you can just enjoy the cash flow, tax benefits, and things like that. So that's uh that's me. What's up, Diddy? Yes, sir, man. Keep that real estate. Diddy been in real estate six and well six and a half years now. Uh, Four hundred plus transactions, uh, wholesaling, fixing and flipping, uh, buying properties. Now looking to get into the multifamily space. Uh, sales guru. Uh, we got our two day transformation event where we teach people. You know, after you get your first, second, third deal, we want to teach you how to put an actual company together. So if you're interested in that, definitely shoot me a DM. And uh, man, shout out to the wealth community, man. We got the uh, you know, Bible study coming up. We got the mobile home investing class. On the, well, Bible study going to be Wednesday. Bible study tonight. Oh, right? tonight. Today is Wednesday. Yeah, today is Wednesday. Damn, I messed up for Memorial Day. Dollars going off. So I know Dallas got a special guest at uh, 7 o'clock tonight in the wealth community. And also to, uh, Thursday at 8 p.m., we actually got our guy Byron Sellers coming through with the mobile home investing class. So. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, we got the book review this Saturday. So I uh, definitely want to join the community, man, and get active. And also got that mastermind coming up in Mexico. Don't forget about that. Oh, yeah, facts. That's going to be crazy. That's going to be um, July 22nd, 23rd in Mexico. So about 60 days. Yeah, man. That right there going to be different. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> man. So look, man, we, we we here now. Um, Dallas, man, you wanna um, you know, I, I I I'm just trying to keep it real smooth, like man, because I really want to make sure that folk can kind of understand that this right here is a, you know, it, you know, at the end of the day, BOB will never be a safe space all the way, completely, That's true. right? I'm That's just true. keeping it a beam, right? That's true. But at the same time, I want people to understand that this is a vulnerable, open, and honest space. Because we not gonna get a breakthrough, right? We not gonna get a breakthrough if we if we got uh, shields up. That's why I'm so glad my guy Ramon is in the building. You know, one thing about Ramon, you know, Ramon came to the office, and uh, listen, one thing about that guy, that guy gonna always keep it a bean. We had Ramon on the uh, on the podcast, right? And uh, you know, he just. He just got a way of just, you know, just laying the realities of this thing out, you know, in a way where uh, a lot of people just don't, you know what I'm saying? Just keeping it a bean. And so I, I, I can always appreciate Ramon and his point of view because he always kind of just laid out exactly the way it is from his perspective. And, and and that right there go a long way in this world of, you know, a lot of people faking and fronting and, and, and putting on facades and, 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 you know, and all that kind of stuff. So. I just want to, you know, shout that out real quick too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. But Dallas, man, you, 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 you good, man? Hey, man, I am good, man. I can't wait for this conversation today. I think it's gonna be Byron a lot of hard swallows today. I think people are really gonna see themselves for who they truly are, and we gonna get to the bottom of some uh, things that, you know, have something under them. So I can't wait. So, uh, without further ado, Byron, can you do me a favor this morning? Yes, indeed. Hey, man, drop that beat for me. Good morning to each and every one of you. You're listening to B.O.B. That's the Business Over Breakfast Morning Show, a.k.a. the place to be where we discuss fresh perspectives on relationships, 
health, economics, and entrepreneurship. B.O.B., I need you to stand up and press on that green mansion at the top of your screen so that you can be kept abreast and in the know of all things business over breakfast. I need you to join the club and that's how you do it, pressing on that green mansion. And while you're at it, I also need you to press on that square with the arrow pointed up. We've broken a record. We're at 83 already this early in the podcast and I need you to get us over 100 we only need 17 more shares thank you for exercising no stingy energy and we really really appreciate it thank you so much so let's get those shares up well over 100 and also we have 12 clips already that means that someone has taken the initiative to share the last 30 seconds of fire content on their social media. So those two buttons really mean a lot to us. Please press on that square with the arrow pointing up and share this in the clubhouse hallways and also on your social media. And last but not least, please share it by texting out the information so that you can get people into this room and we're almost there to that goal of 100 that's the first 30 minute go we want 100 every 30 minutes let's go y'all know who it is it's your boy dm britain aka at dallas the realtor you can reach me there on all of my social media it is wednesday june first we at the halfway point of the year 2022 get it how you live I'm shouting out happy birthday to all of the people of June. This is a day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Guess what day it is? It's not only hump day, it is Bible study. Tonight, 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 cancel your plans. All roads lead to Bible study in the wealth community. I need you to be in the building on the night. We have a very special guest, Dr. Corey Jackson, and we're starting tonight every first, third, and fifth Wednesday of the month for Bible study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you don't want to miss it. It's going to be off the chain tonight. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for Bible study. We are about to start a fire right now as we talk about this question right here. Is your mental health blocking your success you're gonna learn today make sure you pray for and follow each and every person on this digital verbal stage and i don't know about y'all but when it comes to these clubhouse streets it's the bob for me now let's do what we came to do and that is to pray let's talk to the father and then we'll watch him work and remember this if God don't do nothing else for you, he's already done enough. Let us pray. Today, God, we thank you for another day that was not promised to us. And we come, God, with open arms of acceptance to what you have for us on today. Today, God, knowing that you will give us your very, be your very best, we in return, God, in perseverance, vow to do the same unto you. Today, God, we ask for your forgiveness in every area of our shortcomings and we pray God that you reestablish us on today and last but not least today God mold us and make us after thine own will heal us with your word and shelter us in your care and it is in the all-knowing almighty and all-powerful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we pray and the B.O.B. Church shout it out Amen. Y'all have a powerful day in the Lord. Back to you, Byron. Let's get it. Man, let's get it. Let's get it, man. That boy Dallas sure know how to do his thing. He's flawless with that, man. He just, he just, you know, 
Thank you. Thank master that right there. He so. sure know how to do his thing, man. And Shane, I sent you a couple articles uh, to your back chat in the in the wealth community just so we can, you know, kind of be on the same on the same vein, you know, a little bit. So so if you can, um, you know, I, I just sent you that. Uh, I need to send them over to uh, Dominique as well. Uh, hey but- Byron, I noticed that when you when you get ready to follow somebody, because of course I had to follow Shana, you have to press uh-huh. on the follow, although it looks blank. It has a different setup this morning, so yeah, they did. Uh, maybe it's a glitch in that too. Yeah, maybe it's a glitch, but make sure you follow everybody on this digital verbal stage. You have to press it, even though it doesn't look like it's uh-huh. pressable. Press it anyway, please. Mm. So y'all got the assignment. I hope y'all got the assignment. So, so I'm sending out a couple articles right now to Dominique as well, um, because listen, man, it's a couple things, Diddy, with this one right here. Um, one thing I found right in my in my research, um, and and you know that's why I'm glad we got professionals up here to really really dive deep, because this is not a topic that I would even consider myself close to an expert on at all. Um, I just I just understand life, you know, to a certain degree. But but in my little small uh, stint of research, I found that one of the major things, right, that entrepreneurs suffer from, Diddy, is this loneliness piece. Okay, it's loneliness. Um, and the thing about it is, a lot of people would think, right, you would think that uh, since entrepreneurs have uh, t- typically, we're, you know, you'll see us around a lot of folk, right. Uh, because we lead a lot of folk, right? Uh, in in a lot of in a lot of cases, that does not necessarily mean that we are are um, are not lonely, because a lot of the decisions that we have to make, we have to make them solo. Now, as a result of this loneliness, right? This chronic loneliness, um, it can lead to mental health issues, right? High levels of anxiety, right? Which can turn into high levels of depression, which can turn into burnout. See, I didn't even understand that burnout is is really like a thing. Like burnout is a thing. Um, you know, uh perfectionism, okay? ADHD. Uh all of these things uh and these are just the mild versions these are the mild versions of the things that entrepreneurs typically face at a much higher rate than most of the most of the other societies so look i'm, I'm gonna just give you some um some uh some stats that i got from forbes so uh according to forbes uh and the mental is it the mental health institute uh they say that depression right just depression alone um of the people who who are depressed typically, right, uh, are going to be entrepreneurs while the general population are going to be 15%, okay? Uh, 29% of entrepreneurs are going to be struggling with ADHD while the general population only struggles with about 5%, okay? Uh, Anxiety, 27% from entrepreneurs, 26% from the general population, Substance abuse, okay? Uh, substance issues. Uh, 12% are going to be entrepreneurs. 4% are going to be the general population. Bipolar. 11% are going to be entrepreneurs. 1% from the general population. Did not know this information. Um, so apparently, Diddy, based on some research, 
entrepreneurs are have a, in some cases a higher likelihood to struggle with mental health issues. Why do you think that is? From from what I'm reading, it's it's the loneliness piece. It's trying the to make everybody happy. Trying to make everybody happy. Not having peer groups. Not having communities that they're involved in. Right where they can be open and honest. Right. So that you know, honestly, did it? This kind of opened up a whole new perspective on even the wealth community. We probably need to be you know diving deeper on this particular aspect of entrepreneurship. Right. Because what I found is that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle in that mental health space because they cannot open up to any damn body. Right. They can't open up in some cases to their family members because the family members, guess what? They got an agenda. Can't open up to friends as much because they just don't understand. Even the spouses sometimes don't understand what you're going through. They telling you about somebody who said something that pissed them off and you talking about how you trying to struggle to pay, make payroll this month. It's different problems. Hey, Byron. Huh? And I got some family members. I'm scared to say I love them because they gonna, they always asking for something. I can't uh, even tell you I love you without you asking me. Dude, you understand what I'm talking about? Boat. Let same me get boat. 200. I'm in the same boat. You can't. They, they always asking for something. And everybody always got an agenda. So, at that, and so what happens is entrepreneurs find themselves in this weird bubble to where you appreciate the levels of, you know, when people appreciate the success, but at the same time, you cannot appreciate the fact that everybody approaches you with an agenda. Everybody. So it, 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 it fosters a high level of loneliness, even though you're around a lot of people. I think a lot of people put all their stress and stuff on us as well, too. Because oh, if you that if you that if you that person in your family, everybody go to you when they need some type of financial help, some type of business thing. You know what I'm saying? So you that person, everybody go to when they 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 in trouble. I think as entrepreneurs, we also man, we got to do a better job of you know the transparency piece and the non you know not being so judgmental, man, because. That's the reason why people, a lot of us don't get a chance to get help because we're really supposed to be having groups, not only masterminding about how we can attain more wealth, but how we can, you know, get better at our mental health. And it's going to take for people not to be, or people feel like they're going to be judged. If I come to Byron, you know, and I want to pour out, you know, to my brother, if I feel like uh, I might get judged, I might hold back and I'm going to hold it in. The worst thing you can do is just hold it in. If you don't got nobody to talk to, you know, that's what creates everything inside and now next thing you know you're ready to blow up on everybody and everybody wondering whoa what was going on well you should have just you know expressed yourself a long time ago that's the reason why you want to go to therapy you know what i mean i think can i jump in here um i think a lot of this social isolation um i was reading something that says that when you live alone and i know we have some single people here but that increases your cause of uh, the, the mortality rate by 32%, y'all. And I know it's a lot of people who, quote unquote, enjoy living alone. And, you know, some of them get out, some of them don't, some of them are hermits and things of that nature. But please pull somebody close to you. Um, have that best friend if you could find yourself in that place. And don't find yourself, you know, follow uh, finding your, the answer to your problems in the bottom of a shot glass or um, at the end of a package of cigarettes. Let's go, y'all. We got to do this together. What does that look like? I, you know, because if we're going to definitely dive deep on that piece, what does that look like um, 
you know, what is what is having a space for entrepreneurs, right? Um, and I know we're going to definitely have to figure something out in the wealth community to be able to do this. Um, I've been approached by several people about this particular thing. Um, and, you know, I, at the end of the day, we just got to figure out a way to make, you know, to, 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 to get this done. But I want I want to I want to pivot to my guy, Ramon. Um, uh, is Ramon, you, Ramon, you with us right now? Yeah, good morning. How you doing? Oh man, I'm blessed, man. Glad to have you here, What's man. What's going on, Ramon? Yeah, good morning. What's going on, Ramon. So, what what would you say, man, is the reason why there's not enough outlets uh, for entrepreneurs to discuss mental health, or why are entrepreneurs reluctant to even broach this particular topic? Well, you know what, man. I will. Uh, first of all, man, this I, I saw this pop up this morning. I was like, wow, we gotta, I gotta jump on, man. But one, I, I will say from, you know, my experience in our community, it has been such a taboo. Uh, so, you know, and I can only speak from where we are, you know, uh, so that mental health piece has been something I know growing up, people, was, you know, if there's something's wrong, we would be like, man, dude, crazy. And so, you know, looking at TV, if you had to go lay on the couch, you know, we like something wrong with them. But as I got older, the first time, and I'm going to just put it in parentheses or quotes, when I laid on that couch, man, I felt so much better that I do my best to go once a month to talk to somebody. So, you know, fast forward, man, I think it's just something that we have to push more. It's just a resource. It's like a food desert in certain communities. We just don't have it. Nobody's pushing it. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's made it. And, you know, in, in most of our words, you got to make it look sexy for somebody to be attracted to it. So nobody, no big name is saying go and take care of yourself mentally. And it is critical, man. You know, take away the money because the money is going to always be there. But I know last year, and I, I think I told O'Neill in August, man, I got tired. So I think it was a combination of everything that we're talking about, and I had to take a break. And it's, it was probably, it should have been a two-week break, and it ended up being a several-month break. So I think you just got to keep pushing it, man. You got to keep saying this is what we need to do and say why. Because when we talk about it, especially to African-American men, you know, we run, man. Like people say, man, I ain't going to do that. I don't, you know, we strong. And really it's a sign of weakness when we won't ask for help because we all need it. Where you, where you, where you think that peace come from? I mean, as men and African-American, African-American men, we like, we ain't sitting on no couch. Where where you think that mindset come from? I mean, it come from how we were raised. You got to think, man, you know, as much as I know, going back, you know, our mothers and fathers didn't allow us to talk about, uh, ailments, even as something as small as I feel in, cut my knee you know you gotta shut up and sit down don't cry you know i mean that's a big thing and so as grown men we shut up and sit down and we don't cry but it's okay to cry like it's 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 okay to cry it's okay to breathe it's okay to tell somebody listen man i need it and and i've been blessed to have people like like you guys where we can really express ourselves and not feel like um like I'm less or like I'm weak, but a lot of people don't have that, man. Even our women, we, they just don't have, they don't have, they don't have that outlet to express themselves. So you hold it in. And as the old people say, it's got to come out some kind of way, which usually results in depression or heart attack or stroke or something, something that is not good. So, I mean, it just comes from over time, man, you know? Wow. I appreciate you saying that. Let's go. Hey, to, uh, hey guys, go how are you doing? Dominique, see why they think so, man. Let's, Let's 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 ask the uh, the therapist on stage we got. Hey, I think Miss Rachel has something to say. You still there, Miss Rachel? 
Yes, how are you doing? I'm at the gym on the elliptical, praise God. I tell you what, when I looked at this topic after my press session, it says, is your mental health blocking your success? And it could definitely block your success. Like the young man was previously saying, it's the way that you grew up and the things that were you heard when you was young in regards to, if you see a psychiatrist, a therapist or whatever, you're crazy. It does not make you crazy. Guess what? It makes you better. <laughs> so I just want to let you know other things you could do for your mental health. One thing is exercise. You want to try to get routines in place such as exercising. I exercise doing, I'm always on your, the uh, business over breakfast and I get an hour in on the elliptical. So you could want, you want to exercise. Another thing, you want to pray. And another thing, if you're going through a difficult situation, nothing is wrong with getting a therapist. I definitely recommend a therapist. And that's all I have to say. I yield the mic. Thank you for sharing. I think uh, Ms. Shana, Ms. Dominique. Yes, yes, this is Dominique. Good morning, um, good morning. Thank you guys for the invitation this morning. This is definitely yes, an amazing platform. If you can, introduce yourself first so the people know who you are. Okay, so my name is Dominique Dillard. I am a licensed psychotherapist in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I do have virtual clients from Alabama to Canada to all over the U.S. Um, I have a year and a half of my Ph.D. in business psychology. And so the connection between business and um, psychology... <laughs> basically is an interesting connection, um, a significant connection for me that I have studied for years. Um, I also do a little bit of real estate on the side in terms of cash buy stuff. Um, I owned a hair salon for 12 years and I have a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So definitely an entrepreneur at my core. Um, and so these buzzwords and dialogues are definitely something that is got my brain doing all type of fireworks this morning. Some of the things that um, came to mind, and by the way, I have a book that I am unveiling, and it's called Self-Disclosure, and it gives ways and tools, um, whys and how to practice self-disclosure and why it's important. Um, and somebody had already mentioned before that it's difficult to get help if you are not able to unveil yourself. And so, uh, Byron, was that you that sent me, somebody sent yeah, me I those sent, I sent articles? You, I sent you the articles. And so I cannot wait to like uh, dive into those a little bit and read more. But just glancing over it, one of the things that stood out to me was it said entrepreneurs are afraid to let others in thinking that they will undermine your efforts. And so being able to unveil yourself to receive is something that's really important. And y'all have already laid a good foundation of faith. <laughs> so I feel like I can come in with the scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures. And it says, it is better 
to be in the house of the mourning than in the house of the feasting. And a part of entrepreneurship is keeping your energy up. And so we will do whatever we can to make sure that we can be focused, to make sure that we can be productive, to make sure that when we wake up in the morning, we have the right kind of energy to tackle the day, to meet the units, to do whatever it is we need to do to meet our quote and get what we need to get done. However, one issue I feel like with getting to the next level, uh, making sure that you are mentally and emotionally sound is you have to be sharpened. You have to be able to come into an environment with somebody that knows more somebody that has more, somebody that has oversight, right? So their vision can exceed yours. And that's not a comfortable territory a lot of times to walk in. And so instead, we will go where we're comfortable. We will go where we feel um, less threatened, less sharpened, because the last thing you want to hear, again, focusing on the quote that I pulled from the articles that you all sent this morning, the last thing that you want is somebody trying to undermine what you're doing and where you're trying to go. And sometimes that's what, that is what we get from the people that are closest to us, but making sure that we are strategically picking individuals, right? So in my book, Self-Disclosure, um, I am very clear to explain the fact that self-disclosure is not just about telling all your business to somebody who is not equipped or have the capacity to handle it. But we have to make sure that we are strategically selecting individuals to walk with us along our journey that we trust to sharpen us, that we trust to correct us, that we trust to help mold us. And that can be a very difficult thing. Um, and so... My advice is definitely that we link up, that we collaborate with individuals that we trust to pour into us and ask questions, right? So one of the things that uh, Diddy is a client of mine, and one of the things that we do in therapy is, okay, pause. I heard you say something right there. Let's dig a little deeper. Let's explore that, right? So team up with somebody that you will allow to um, reframe how you're thinking, Again, as an entrepreneur, as a person who is independent, your innovator, your creator, um, reframing how you think can sometimes sound like a threat, and it's not always. So I just wanted to highlight um, some of that. Some other things that I wrote down was being able to separate. So entrepreneurs, what I, what I have found is that we can sometimes put blinders on. Just going back to when you're waking up in the morning, you're making sure that you are um, with your planner, with your schedule, you're putting yourself where you can feel some energy, where you can be productive. And 
those blinders can keep you almost like one track. So every day you wake up, you're hitting the same targets. You're going to the same places. You're reading the same things. You're talking to the same people. You're hunting down. There's like a pattern and um, a habitual cycle that we find ourselves on that uh, we feel is connected to our success and it's connected to our productivity. The issue is though, we don't venture off of that enough. So learning how to separate time for business, time for family, time for friends, because all of these things help to make you whole. Time for worship. I love that the wealth community is setting aside that time on the business platform to incorporate spirituality because all of these different parts, like we are not one-dimensional beings. You're emotional, you're spiritual, you're physical, you're mental. You know, there you've got your finances, you've got intellect. There's so many different parts of you that if you are not venturing off of your daily rat wheel uh, in in pursuits of your entrepreneurial journey, you're not going to grow in these other areas. And so you do become dull and unstimulated, and that allows room for these other things like anxiety. So I know for myself, being in Huntsville, Alabama, my family is, I came here to go to an HBCU, Alabama A&M, where I did my bachelor's and my master's in psychology. Now, all of my family is in Chicago, and then I have family in Georgia. When I go, um, that is my opportunity to be poured into to be revitalized and rejuvenated. And so we have to make time. And family is not always the source for that. That's um, something else that I'll go ahead and put out there is that the people closest to you, it may be, excuse me, your significant other, It could be, you know, colleagues that are in the same field. They are on the same race. Those may not be your wells that you go to to be replenished. And so, again, making sure that we are strategically selecting individuals that we can unveil ourselves and not unveiling yourself to self-medicate. And Diddy, I know that you are on a health journey where you're not drinking, but if you want to have a glass of wine or or to do whatever, like even when it comes to selecting your social group as an entrepreneur and a high functioning individual, we have to be strategic. So it is nothing for people uh, in the city where I live to see me hanging out with people where they would say, what is she doing with him? Like one of my good friends has one arm. He's probably in his 60s, but he is definitely a heavy hitter in this community that I trust that I can let my hair down, you know, and unveil myself and be sharpened, be poured into. And so these are just a, a few things that I wrote down. Yeah, we um, somebody mentioned to Ramon that you were tired. That is really, really good, uh, which is why I like these dialogues because they are different types of rest that the average person doesn't know. So we get tired and we just feel like, okay, I'm tired for whatever reason and I need to rest. But there are different types of rest, like sensory rest, especially um, if 
you're using your hands all the time. Like I do a lot of emails. I have to do a lot of uh, paperwork and note taking for my clients. Like there's so much going on sensory wise that sometimes it's like television, cell phones, laptops. You need a sensory break to unplug. There's so many different types of breaks um, that we can take so that we can be replenished and get rest. So I thought that that was really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I think Byron, got an can echo. You hear me? I can hear you now. It's a little bit like it sounds like are you on some uh uh headphones or something like that? No. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. All right, so good morning everybody. Sorry it took so long to get on. Um and I'm just so excited about this conversation right now. Um, so a little bit about me, like you asked. Um so I'm a psychiatrist. I am triple boarded. I see adults, I see children, and I see addiction patients. Um, recently actually left my nine to five job to pursue practicing medicine on my own terms. Um, since that time, I've been um, just trying to find ways to really build myself up enough to help others because the pandemic took a serious toll on me, even as a person with training and knowledge, um, it took a toll on me. And this time that I've taken, which is one of my main points, is knowing when it's time to take that rest that Dominique was just talking about so that you can then truly fulfill your purpose, whether it's being a doctor, being an entrepreneur, whatever it is you you decide you want to do. Um, but the first thing is we have to be able to initiate these conversations in communities like this. The stigma is so huge. Um, there's so much fear. There's so much shame. And I'm just so happy you guys are, are talking about this. So first thing is entrepreneur or not, if we're honest, any single person in life is susceptible to mental illness. Okay, so there's a myth like it's not me. I'm not weak. Um, you know, I'm not crazy. And the more people think like that, the more we will continue to minimize the importance of mental health. Uh, the whole world is suffering um, just by watching the news. Right. Just by watching the news. It, it takes one kind of small shift in your moral imagination to become a parent in Uvalde and, and experience trauma. We are all traumatized daily by the things that we see. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Uvalde, all these things that we kind of take in but don't really process on a day-to-day -day basis, but it comes out in other ways. Um, more and more people are suffering so much that they're starting to take their own distress, their traumas, their personal insults that are being hidden, ignored, minimized, and it's turning into acts of aggression, acts of violence, crimes of passion. And so to, to just say this, it, it's, it's, it's very simple, and I want you guys, if you take nothing else, to just listen to this. Your brain is an organ. It's in your body. And it actually controls every other part of your body. Think about that. So if your brain controls everything else, your sleep, your appetite, your emotions, why do we ignore that part of our body so much? 
Why are we so afraid to tap in to what our brain is doing? So the only time we pay attention is when somebody gets old, they get dementia, then it's like, oh, their brain, and what do we do? How do we fix it? But what about all the disease processes that are happening for years and years and years that we ignore? And and the reason is because we can't see the brain, right? We can't place our hands on it and know that something's wrong. So if you have high blood pressure, you go to the doctor, he says, look at that number, it's high. If you got diabetes, they say, look at that number on your glucometer. You're like, oh, it's high. Got to do something. And and with so many other diseases, but with depression, with anxiety, you don't know what that feels like. You don't know when you're having it. So you're less likely to say something's really wrong. I need to go get help. We don't have a blood pressure cuff or a brain cuff that tells you something's wrong. So it becomes a challenge even for a doctor to explain to somebody that they're going through depression. They will fight that. You probably tell somebody that they have cancer and they'll accept that before they accept they have depression or something in that mental health space. We're, we're trained to believe that our emotions are controllable, right? So from the time you're young, something happens, you're crying. What do people say? Shake it off. Be strong. Get over it, right? So that is what is ingrained into our brains from the time we're kids. And so we have to understand that even with mental health disorders, it doesn't just affect your brain. It affects every other part of your body. And yes, back to your original whole subject today, your trajectory for success as an entrepreneur. And so overall, I think that sometimes we have to be first able to accept that we're susceptible to it, be willing to go and seek help when we feel that something is wrong, don't ignore it. If I start gaining weight, I have no problem going to a personal trainer, paying thousands of dollars, buying products and doing cleanses and all these other things, but I won't pay a personal trainer for my mind, the most important organ in my body that controls everything else. And so, again, it's about just recognizing things, being a uh, able and and ready to say, I'm going to take that next step. I'm going to call to see where I can get an assessment and then being willing to go through that process, right? So most of us are dealing with traumas from the time we were children. I talked about this the other day on the show about being bullied as a kid, or let's say you had an abusive situation as a kid or whatever you may have gone through throughout your life that gets you to this place where you're stunted and you can be an entrepreneur, you can have money, you can have success and still be that same child who is suffering inside from what you experienced when you were a kid. And and you see it every day, right? On the news, there's stories and stories of rich people, right? So I think you guys may have heard about Master P's daughter. Think about that. She has a father who has more money than any of us can know what to do with and still suffers with mental health illness. I mean, we don't know if if she committed suicide yet. We don't know what happened, but we know that there's something that took place that led for her to pass away. And so this concept of high-functioning depression is so misleading. All that means is people are suffering in silence. They don't know who to ask for help. They don't want to ask for help. They're afraid to ask for help. They don't want to be seen as weak. Our black men right now have the most alarming rate of increase in suicide than ever before, than ever before. And so I, I appreciate this conversation amongst this group. There's so many things that we can uncover and talk about, but 
that's where I'll start. And, and of course, I'm happy to talk about anything else um, people want me to talk about. Oh, we. Oh, we. Let's get deep. I ain't gonna lie. Let's deep. We got a lot to do. I just want to say really, really quick before we move on that that was so good because one of the things that I talk to my clients about is the onset of mental illness. And the onset of mental illness is a lot closer than what we might think. It can come from exhaustion. Right. So you're you're exhausted. You're tired. You're not resting. That can be the onset of some of these things. A breakup, um, poor health. It's a lot closer. So I like that she mentioned that no one is um, everyone is susceptible to it. Yes, indeed. Man, Dallas, man, listen, man, listen, we already, what's, what's going on? Dallas is getting, listen, this is good. This is good stuff, man, because listen, this is a lot of stuff that a lot of people are not talking about. You don't ever see these kind of conversations on Instagram stories. You understand what I'm saying? On, on, on mass. Wow. You feel wow. what I'm saying? You don't hear, you don't hear your favorite entrepreneurs, your favorite uh, 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 this or that talking about these kind of topics on mass right but everybody is going through it that's true nobody grabbed the phone in the morning and say hey what's going on y'all I, I i feel terrible today you know what i mean nobody wow. wants to seem crazy or weak that's what that is man. wow hey y'all good morning hey good morning good morning hey we uh let's reset right quick byron and yeah. um we'll dig deeper hey do me a favor drop that b for me bro man. Good morning, good morning again, and good morning again. Oh man, this conversation, what we're talking about this morning is the question, is your mental health blocking your success? I don't know about y'all, but this has already stirred the pot and it's going to do nothing but get better and better. Y'all know how gumbo sits and as it sits, the seasonings seep deeper and deeper into it and it tastes so good. Well, this here is going to either put a great taste in your mouth because you're going to make the right decisions after this, or it's going to put a horrible taste in your mouth and you're going to remain the same. Well, that's not what we hear. That's not why we're here on B.O.B. Business Over Breakfast is just that platform for you to get better. So I want to thank the moderators for bringing this one to us. This one is on fire, just like all of the rooms we have. But we're here right now. So what I need you to do, press on that green mansion at the top of your screen. It looks like a Monopoly hotel. I need you to uh, touch on that because just perhaps you have not joined the club yet. And if you haven't, do that so that you can be kept abreast and in the know every time B.O.B. is live and on the air. And also, Byron, we got 141 shares. That is incredible. We have 314 people here. Let's get those shares up. I need each and every every single person to please share the room. And when you see those scissors there, well, let me go back to the shares. Those shares, you could they can be shared in the clubhouse hallways. And you can also share those on all of your social media. And you can also share those through text messaging. You can text message the link out. It's a join link. And you can have your family and your friends join us right now and while we're at it there's a pair of scissors right there those scissors allow you to clip the last 30 seconds of someone that just dropped some fire on the stage and we've already heard from Shayna. we've already heard from dominique let's make sure that we are sharing what everybody's saying that's it that's all i'll see y'all after today
morning tonight in Bible study at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time in the wealth community. I'm giving it back over to you, Byron. Let's go deeper in this second hour. You know, what I want to do, um, Dallas, is I want to kind of open up this floor, right? Because I want to, I want to, first, again, I'm going to say this again. You know, we're gladiators. We are victorious, right? And we, we are, we are the beacon um, in a lot of our families. Uh, a lot of our people depend on us to, to come through for them, right? Um, we, we are the ones who typically hold everything together. And, and a lot of our families and our business relationships, uh, that's who we are, right? So I want to start there, right? But at the same time, you know, sometimes as a result of that, you know, that burden is heavy. That burden um, can 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 break folk down, right? And 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 that's normal too. That's normal too. How do we how do we make that transition? Um, make those transitions, should I say? When we are in a place of weakness, when we're in a place of suffering, okay, and we need somebody or a shoulder to lean on, somebody to talk to, maybe even some medication to take, okay, how are we making these kind of transitions? What are some of the things that we need to be recognizing, okay, um, as we, you know, uh, stay on this pursuit? Because here's the thing. One thing I've noticed, right? Is that even if you're not in a situation where you're dealing with extreme levels of of, of uh, mental illness, right? You're still faced with making critical decisions that can be extremely burdensome. Okay, um, you're still struggling with having to make decisions that can ruin relationships. Okay, um, you're 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 burdened with growth. You're burdened with perfectionism, okay? You're burdened with uh, success, just success in general. How are we making these transitions? How are we recognizing these issues? What are some of the things that we need to be doing to position ourselves to, to, to be able to grow but not break? Man, that was heavy. You said burdened. If it wasn't heavy to nobody else, it was heavy to me. Burdened with success. That's very real. That's, That's like, very real. And here's the thing, though. What's crazy is that, like, we chase, we chase the success, we chase the dreams, but honestly, we don't get fulfilled. So, um, fulfillment is within thyself, I believe, and how you make peace around you. like you have to create your own world and what i mean by that like create the things that you love to do by yourself like for a long time i was going to the movies by myself but at first i thought it was um i thought it was being soft i thought it was being you know weak or whatever you know so usually you go to the movies you're going with a, a date or some friends or whatever usually you don't see homeboys going to the movies together because you know you know how we think so, but I, I came to a point to where it's like, I didn't care what anybody said or anybody, how anybody looked at me. I created a world of, okay, let me take on self-care in a manner of things that I enjoy. A lot of people don't like certain movies I like. So I'm going to go to movies by myself. A lot of people that I hang around with, they don't know how to golf. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to go golf by myself. You know, I will go running, you know, just like the lady said before, 
exercising is good and so on and so forth. Men, you know, take yourself on dates, you know, and I know, I know a lot of stuff of it sounds corny, sounds cheesy, but it's honestly, it's a mental break of you breaking away from the world stigma of, okay, if it, if this dude is all dressed up, smelling good, fresh cut, you know, whatever, whatever, and he's going out just to be by himself. What does that look like? Oh, he must be meeting somebody. No, I just wanted to get out for myself. I'm seeing a lot of women doing that these days because they like to, they, they got a dress in there with a tag in there for about three, four months that they've been waiting to wear for the right time. I'm seeing a lot of women popping them tags, taking themselves out because they say, why, why wait for somebody to fulfill you? You know, so uh, I've I ran to a person recently that they said they were scared of success. You know, they're scared of being rich. I'm just like, yo, that's a mental thing. You know, like, why is it that you're scared of, you know, being rich? Is it because of the responsibility? Well, y'all have the responsibility of being broke. You know, that that's real too. That's a that's a reality as as well. So I've came, I've been in this cycle of self-care and not really caring about what people's perception was or how people uh, would think about what I do for about, I want to say May of, May of 2017 was a, a big transition year for me because I let a lot of stuff go. And I felt that burden fall off of me when I woke up. He said, I was like, you know what? I don't care about this job. I don't care about uh, my relationship at the time. You know what? I'm going to say what I want to, feel how I want to, allow yourself to feel how you want to feel because some people would be guilty for how they feel, whether it's anger or sadness or so on and so forth. Like, be okay with making a world where you are at peace, you know, and, and it's sad to see where people are going into the state of depression to where it leads to suicide is because a lot of it is in disappointment of um, other people. You know, they're not satisfying other people. You can be rich or broke and you, you still don't feel worthy. So I would say for those, like even men, because a lot of women are beating us at this game, fellas. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Create that world of awkwardness. If you want to read, like I used to think anime books was weird for a while. Even though I was in a Pokemon or Digimon and, and, you know, back in the day. But I grew up and a lot of people didn't think they think anime is corny. No. Like, find your joy. Find your joy in what you like and create that world around it. And create the people, create a family who are in that same spectrum. To where you know what you can be free within yourself, because a lot of people are not free within themselves. You know, I don't know what anybody's faith is, but I am a, a man of Christ, and I go there not just to you know worship and get the word. I go there to fellowship because guess what? Everybody's chasing the same goal as I am. Everybody want to make it to heaven. Everyone have everyone wants to have that relationship with Christ. Like like go there and be fulfilled and create that family around you because honestly i've made friends and family online that are closer to, to me than my actual relatives and i can call them at any given time two o'clock in the morning with an issue whether it's uh business-wise or personal and guess what they're gonna answer and they're gonna fulfill the need that i have so once again create the world of awkwardness that you feel uh fulfilled in and it don't have to be monetary because money will leave you know Money would drive you crazy as well if that's what you continuously chasing. We chase the bag and it's quote unquote cute and, and savvy, but remember also chase yourself. Chase your self love as well. 
I land my plane. Ooh, hey. Ooh, hey. Byron. Yeah, jump in, Benny. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to share on this. First of all, I really appreciate um, the two women that shared prior because I think they set the stage for this. And um, we definitely don't have enough conversations around this, especially when, you know, it's great to believe in yourself. And then you step into entrepreneurship and realize that nobody believes in you. And that to me was one of the biggest things. I, I definitely struggled with perfectionism. Um, you know, I, I did a talk. It's on YouTube. It's called Shame on Me. And I talked about the shame that I went through. Um, I was a very successful youth minister. I traveled. I got national recognition. And then I came to South Florida and all hell broke loose. Literally. I went through one of the most darkest periods of my life and I had to confront sexual addiction in a way that I never thought I would have to. It really was a process that of me dealing with childhood trauma. It was me dealing with betrayal. It was me dealing with pastors and leaders who kept trying to suppress really my gift as a speaker and a communicator. And, um, and so I came to this point where I was making this transition into entrepreneurship. And to be honest with you, I had so much shame because if you, when you step into entrepreneurship, you step into the space of saying, I have something of value to create for myself that I'm, that I'm, that I'm leading the way. Of course, God is behind you. He's in front of you, but you are making effort out there to build yourself up and to actually gain wealth. It's very hard when you're dealing with a lot of these issues. And so a few years ago, I did a talk and I talked about this idea of shame on me. I talked about what it felt like to go through this, this idea of feeling like there was these gifts inside of me. And yet my abuser telling me that if you told your parents about what happened, that they would be mad at you. So I always had this need for validation. I always had this need for wanting people to accept me, to take me under their wing. And then I felt like there was a point where God's like, no, no, I'm taking you and you need to trust me. And I didn't know what to do with myself. This is why a lot of people are stuck at their job is because someone's giving them validation. This is why they haven't stepped fully out into their gift and their calling as an entrepreneur. And so a lot of those things for me, that was my situation. But it, it grew deeper. It grew darker. Like if it wasn't for my wife, my wife's a licensed clinical therapist. If it wasn't for my wife reminding me, Benny, you need to take a break. Benny, you need to go get your teeth clean. Benny, you need to go do this. I would work my tail off because for me, I feel like I still have something to prove. I still feel like I've never reached this status and, and you know, these things like, 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 and I'm always in this pursuit. And I'll tell you something, it's really, really hard. Like as great as there's a lot of success in what I do, I struggle. I struggle a lot. And and those are things, though, this is why I literally just told my wife yesterday. I told her, I said, I need to go back and see my therapist. And it, it's something so interesting triggered me. Like now my son, you know, we're in a little better position now. We bought out, we build a home. We live in a different neighborhood. You know, my son is playing tennis now. And just something as simple as playing tennis reminds me of my grandfather, reminds me of growing up in the inner city of Chicago where we were broke. And the only thing we could do was play tennis during the day because at night you didn't want to be outside. And it triggered all these emotions in me. And all of this happened for me stepping out into my purpose as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, as a coach. And so, you know, I, I say that because a lot of what we're working through 
a lot of what, at least for me, I'll speak from the I statement, what I've worked through is really believing that what's inside of me needs to get healthy. It needs to get healthy because I didn't have the tools. My parents didn't give me the tools. And I love what somebody said. I think it was earlier when you said the burden of success, man, that, that hit me really hard. That really hit me hard because that's a burden. Like, I don't want to fail. I refuse to fail. You know why? Because I remember the times a few years ago when I was driving that Uber car at night, feeling like a failure, knowing that I was a great coach and a speaker, but doing whatever I had to do to build the kind of business I wanted so that I could offer my family everything that I needed. But that takes a toll on your mental health. It does. Because some of us find ourselves doing things right now that we know are not reaching, that it's not bringing out our greatest self. We know it's not building our biggest potential. And at the same time, you're building the stamina. And that's the one thing I learned. And I had to take all of that mess and turn it into a message that I now offer to people. I'll speak more. All of that, that whole speak more method that I've created as a speaker has been around being silent as a child, not talking about my addiction, knowing that I had a gift to communicate, all of that. And and why I think that's so important is because I had to take that, all of that stuff, and build a business around it. And that was hard. It was really hard because I wanted to quit and nobody was there to hold my hand. I'll tell you something. You want to lose friends real quick? Go ahead and believe in yourself. That's the quickest way to lose friends. You want to know why? Because they don't know what to do with your success. They don't know what to do because it's not that they want to see you fail. They just don't know what to do if they see you win. And I'm going to tell you something. That takes a mental health toll on you because the moment I started to get a little bit of success in this area, all of these fake friends started to show up. And all all they could see in me was a shiny object. What they saw was an opportunity. And what I was getting was an obstacle. And so one of the things that I think we have to just continually work on ourselves, like like for anybody to say, and, and this is important because like you said earlier, us men, we don't want to talk about this stuff. We deal with shame. And you know what we do? We work harder. We want to fix more problems. But instead of just stopping and taking a moment to work on ourselves and to embrace those things. And I love this. I love where I'm at in life right now. I'm still working. Listen, I'm a work in progress. Okay. I'm, I, I'm, I, you got, I got a big construction sign on me. Literally. I'm still being worked on because I know that each and every day I'm working towards my greatest self. And that's including mental health. That's including going to when I was going full, like full on in recovery. This is me being in communities like this. But all of these areas are so important when you're making that transition from rather career nine to five transfer, transferring from one one place to the next. You're going to confront a lot of these things. Don't don't minimize that. Uh, and, and I would encourage anybody. And again, it's not just about getting a coach because I have a coach. I have two coaches. Okay. But find people. And, and I'll land my plane with this. My therapist said this to me. She says, build your dream team, build your dream team, build the people that are going to help you dream of where you need to go. That's what I got to share. Byron. You know, um, man, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that for sure. Um, Corey, Corey said something also in the chat. Um, he said that uh, it's hard to find people to vent to about the burden of success without sounding like you're bragging, right? And or I'm gonna add to that without sounding like food. You know what I'm saying? You get to throwing them big ass numbers around, and now folk ain't even looking at you as a you know they not even listening to your problems. They just trying to family. They trying to position themselves to be able to make you food. So you know. 
Diddy, you know, and, and I want I want to pivot to Corey after that. But Diddy, what, what, what's your what, how do you process that? You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, damn, yeah, I deal with that, man. That's the really the story of my life, to be honest with you. And you know, it sucks sometimes, man, because you know, like you know, we all know that as real estate investors, you know, we 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 close on big deals, right? But I can't go to my uncle and say, yo, Unc, I just closed on $30,000. I'm thinking I took the whole thirty to the house. He don't even realize I got to pay expenses. You know what I mean? And that's where it goes back to when you said that you sound like fools sometimes. And that's why you got to have you a circle of friends. You got to be around like-minded people. If not, you're never going to be able to share your wins. And honestly, I don't even think that's healthy for you not to be able to do so. You got to find your circle. You got to find your tribe, man, so that way that you could be celebrated. Corey, you mind um, breaking down like, you know, you know, because I, I know that was your statement. What what is um what have you dealt with with that particular um situation with, you know? Man, um, you can hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. You know what is so crazy? And I, I thank God there's replays because literally in the middle of while Benny was talking. I got a phone call from a family member just asking something. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> so I didn't even get to hear what Benny was saying because, you know, we always deal with that. People calling us, like y'all been mentioning, and just asking various things, whether it's something small and you can handle it ain't even a big deal, or whether it's something big and you like, I can't even believe you're asking me this for real. It's like, it's, you, you really don't have that space to just talk and you think if people are asking you for stuff all the time you can go to those same people and vent to them about what you got going on but like you said sometimes you look like food they'll literally turn your problem into their solution for what they got going on so yeah man like stuff like this is man since we joined this clubhouse thing man this this has been an amazing community and i, I appreciate y'all for this because this this is even put words on it. Hey, Byron and Samina, can I have that? Absolutely. So thanks for this conversation. So I wanted to go back to the actual question in terms of is your mental health blocking your success? And I was listening to more of the the clinical perspective um, in terms of Dominique and Trina um, offerings, um, which gets my, my juices flowing. I love this type of stuff. I consider myself a a mental health enthusiast as someone who has been on the other side of being in community in my own personal experiences with multiple people in my family who dealt with mental health challenges, which really um, led to my passion about mental health and clinical mental health um, as a woman, Black woman specifically, and an entrepreneur. So what I wanted to offer is in terms of it blocking our success, um, we hear the conversation about emotional intelligence a lot and what the EQ is, your emotional, what that quotient is, right? The ability for people to, the answer to the question, one of the answers I will say to your asking is what can we do? I think one of the things is we have to learn and understand emotional language, right? Because I think a lot of us are so steeped in our own emotions that we don't even understand when that emotional conversation is happening between us and other people. Understanding affect when affect is off. And I'll just, um, the psychological term affect means emotion or desire, especially um, influencing behaviors or action. When I recognize that someone is not functioning or something, let's say something feels off, 
right? So if I'm either getting into business with someone or I'm recognizing there are behaviors about um, myself and or other people that don't real feel right, I know when my own affect is off. So I can then course correct, but I have to understand the language of mental health. I have to understand emotional intelligence for myself so that I can engage in a way that allows me to up level. And I think in our, in your previous, um, the room that you did before, uh, a week or so ago, when we were talking about mental health in a different capacity is that a lot of people, if you don't know, you can't grow. Oh, just, you won't understand it and you will continue to hit brick walls, which I think is what we see here on Clubhouse. It's a lot of emotional battling, trauma conversations, emotional energy, just battling one another and not having a framework. And we do that often, which really creates an inability for us to leverage success in a way that's sustainable. I lay my plane. You know, you know, Wilson put a uh, question in the chat that was that I think is dope. And, you know, maybe we can get Shayna Dominique to kind of address. Uh, but he, 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 he said, you know, how do we distinguish between mental health issues and behavioral issues, behavioral health issues? Or is there a difference? You know, can we, is it, it, you know, let's, you know, I want to kind of, you know, get some understanding on that if, if, if y'all don't mind. That sounds a what? lot like, Shana. You, no, go ahead. Go ahead first. <laughs> sounds a lot like cognitive behavioral therapy because what you think and your mental framework is definitely going to impact what you do. And so those two things are very significantly, like the connection between them is significant. This is why it's important um, for you to have somebody on your team like a licensed clinician to help reframe how you think. So in terms of like people calling and asking for money and, and those type of things, a conversation that I would have is like, how do you help? So our field is also called the helping field. Um, and so we have to be very strategic with how we help. All help is not good help. And so having a licensed clinician to help reframe how you think about help, like there are so many ways that you can help and make contribution and significantly empower, liberate, and uplift the people around you without doing all the time what they feel you should do for them because paying that bill for you or, you know, whatever it is, that may not be the game changing thing that's going to help catapult you to your next place and your destiny. And so having conversations about how you can help, how can you um, protect your mental health from um, these types of situations and these people that have access to you. And so how you think about a thing determines what you do. So I don't know if there is any disconnect between mental or cognitive um, mindsets, thought processes, so on and so forth, and our behavior. Shana, what do you have with that? Hey, Shana, what is... Hey, Shana, what is... I don't know if Shana, I think Shana, you on mute. You on mute, Shana. We'll come back. We'll come back to Shana. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's a great question. You know what I mean? Because what what is uh, behavioral and what is a mental health issue? You know what I mean? Can you give us a little bit of clarity, uh, Mr. Wilson, on on what, what prompted that question? Yeah. Hey, good morning, family. You know, um, uh, Byron, uh, when I was doing what I was doing in Federal Lake for a long time, situations would arise. You know, I, I worked in some really bad neighborhoods, and I would I would see people come in. And, you know, they just like, just go nuts. And, and finding myself, you know, saying, listen, just take a deep breath, bro. Just take a, just calm down. Um, and, and, and you would hear somebody in the background say, you know, you know, they must be crazy. And, and my thought process was, no, you know, this is just how they acted. You know what I'm saying? Because from a mental health perspective, I, I've always thought that maybe some forms of mental health may have been uh, a, a biological thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when you find yourself in a situation, I had a conversation with a gentleman two weeks ago about a situation here in Atlanta, the marketplace, where a young guy walks in <clears throat> with his girlfriend. There's an older gentleman sitting down eating, and uh, the young guy accused the older gentleman of, you know, looking at his girl. Long story short, it is up outside, and they've had to go toe-to-toe. So, you know... Um, as he and I was talking about this, is what you think. I said, that's a behavior thing, man. I said, because it, in that situation, all the young lady had to do was say, just, you know, take it, you know, this, it ain't worth all this, man. You know what I'm saying? Then he made a decision to react to what he did. From a mental health perspective, I've always felt like when certain when some people find themselves in certain situations, something from the past or some trauma has experienced has, has has happened to them, and it, and it, and it clicks the trigger, and they're not able to to you know rein themselves in. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it's like you know, um, um, with some of the things we've been dealing with in the country over the last you know four or five years, you know why, you know you want to pick up a gun and go kill 19 kids. You know, um, what is that? You know what I'm saying? All this time, from the time this kid was born to he was 18 years old, if there were mental health issues, how were they missed? You understand what I'm saying? Or was because he was frustrated with his life, you understand what I'm saying? It, caught, it pushed him to a point where he felt like didn't nobody care, so he was going to do whatever he had to do to bring some attention to who he was. So that's, that's what you know, kind of made me think about that, man. You know, Because it's like there are times when you have to – I've been in situations personally – when I had to pull myself back because I knew I was getting sucked in. I said, no, I'm not going to be pulled into this. I know what this is. I'm going to just be, get quiet. You know what I'm saying? Some people are not able to do that. And and I wonder, I've often wondered why is it that some people can just turn around and walk away, but then some people are not able to do that. Wow, that's a good one. Some um, of that can be negative learned behaviors that become habitual, that become your mentality and your lifestyle. And that's another reason why I said mental illness can be a lot closer. Are you all somebody, able to hear me? Uh-oh, somebody got a hot mic. Somebody got to mute that mic. Denise, I think your mic is, is hot. 
mental illness can be a lot closer than you think. So this gentleman was talking about the lack of self-control. I did a presentation about how the lack of integrity can contribute to anxiety. Like I can remember being young and mom is like, you need to be here at this time and you're going to miss curfew and you've got all this anxiety, right? And so there are certain attributes and characteristics that we can build up and a therapist can help you to identify where there are breaches, which is why I said we can help train and reframe so that individuals are better able to protect themselves. That also takes me to the, um, which is so controversial, I don't even know if I should mention it, but it takes me to Will Smith and Chris Rock. Right. And so a lot of times it can be situational, but more times than not, it is a habitual negative learned behavior that becomes one mentality, that becomes one's lifestyle. I am also very, very passionate about diagnosis in private practice and accepting insurance and that type of thing. We have to be able to diagnose. And so with mental health and anxiety and depression and all of these things kind of trending and, and buzzing, people will come in and say, I'm depressed or I have anxiety or I have this. And it's like, how do you know that you have that? Who's diagnosed you with it? Because there is a science, which is like why I talk a lot about the difference between a coach and a mentor and an actual licensed clinician. So psychology incorporates science. We have to um, see a certain behavior or a certain um, just aspect or just a certain behavior a certain number of times before we can diagnose it accurately. It's like when you go to the doctor and they're asking you what's wrong and you're like, my ears are itching, like I've got drainage down my throat. How long has it been going on? Well, if it just happened when you went to the pool, you know, yesterday or whatever, that may not be an indicator of a sinus infection. So diagnosing someone with mental illness, I think the gentleman is correct. That can be different than negative learned behaviors. But those negative learned behaviors can contribute to mental illness if you do it enough to the point where it's causing disruptions and disorders in your everyday life. Oh, wait. Uh, Shani, you want to jump in? Yeah, sorry. My, my internet went out for a second. Um, so just to piggyback off of what Dominique said, you know, she's so right. And I see this even in younger kids. Like, it's a common thing to be like, oh, you know, you're so bipolar. And they really don't understand what that means to be bipolar. Like, you do not need to say that so lightly. The disorder of bipolar is so serious and so devastating in people's lives. But it's become like a trendy thing, right? I'm bipolar. But back to what she said, you know, the differences in treatment and who you look to to get your help. Um, when you go to see a clinician, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and for those who don't know the difference, psychologists, you know, and, and Dominique, you can share more also, you know, you use talk therapy based on, again, your assessment of that patient and determine ways that talk therapy can and behavioral help therapy can help them to improve. As a psychiatrist, I add that extra piece, which is the potential to give medication if it's needed because when you see a person for the first time, 
it's often hard to just say in that moment, based on what they tell you, what they actually have going on, right? The majority of people who see a doctor, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist for the first time, they're really filling you out. They want to know, can they trust you? Are they able to share with you? So they're going to hold back. They're not going to give you everything the first time you see them because they don't even know if they're comfortable in that space, right? So, you know, there there's so many things you have to dig deep and uncover that usually can't just happen in a first session. But the things that people don't understand that are so important and Maybe if they understood this, it would take some of the burden off of you sometimes is that having a mental illness is not just about you. That shit can go back into your family history, but nobody talks about it. There are biological changes that can happen in your brain. You can be wired just like your body is wired to get diabetes type 2 or diabetes or or cholesterol problems because mama had it, daddy had it. You can be wired to have anxiety and depression, and then the different things that life throw at you cause it to come full circle, right? So when we're looking at someone who has some issue when they come into the office, we're supposed to do kind of a surveillance of what we call their biopsychosocial profile. And that's a difficult thing to do because what it does is it takes into account your biological factors. Those are the things like your physical health your genetic vulnerabilities, your family history, your use of drugs or other things that could be affecting your brain, how much you drink, right? Then we're looking at psychological factors. Your IQ, it's important. Your temperament, your coping skills, the things that you've learned to do when you're in trouble, when you're scared, when you're fearful. Your social skills, your history of trauma, your self-esteem, what are those things built on, right? Were you a kid that was lifted up as you were younger and even if you fell off the bike, mommy said, great job, get back on, let's try it again. Or did your mama say, you stupid ass, what, just just leave the bike alone, put it down, right? That all, it, it speaks to who you are as a person and how you approach things. And then finally, your social factors. So the relationships you have, business relationships, peer relationships, family relationships, the people you have as support, the therapist, your education, your goals, the things that you look forward to in life. And within all of those, it gets deeper. Wow. I would like to speak if I can. Yeah, jump in, jump in. Um, first of all, Brian, thank you for allowing me to be on stage. I'm pretty new to... Um, this platform, but I'm just really, really excited about this topic of mental health and definitely excited about the two young ladies who just got off, the psychotherapists, the counselors. Um, myself, my name is Corundi Daniels, and I own a wellness center in Columbus, Georgia, and I'm more of a holistic therapist, and I work from, I'm more of a bottom-up therapist. I work with the body, um, and I work hand-in-hand -hand a lot with the psychotherapists who are more talk therapists, like the two young ladies was talking about. And what I've been finding over the years um, with this mental health, with the, my clients coming in, people are so diso disassociated from their bodies. They don't even know how to feel. And, and there's a, you know, we, in order for us to start to heal, we got we to gotta feel in order to heal. And a lot of times our trauma, well, it's not even a lot of times, um, our trauma is trapped more so in our central nervous system. So if someone was talking about the brain, that is so so huge because the fight and flight that we have 
is in our amygdala, in our brain, and the things that it stores in that central nervous system. So what I uh, work with a lot um, on the bottom up uh, way, I work with breath, doing a lot of breath work with my clients because a lot of times um, the trauma is not in the in the stories anymore because something could have happened to us at birth or something could have happened to us 20 years ago or here and we're still in that story but the it the trauma is really stuck in the tissues it's in your body it's in the central nervous system so we want to be able to reroute that central nervous system because the central nervous system doesn't really know time it doesn't know 30 years ago it don't know 15 years ago it don't know yesterday so through breath work we really um, um teach our clients to know how to feel what's happening in their body and a lot of times when you ask someone what are they feeling, they pretty much tell you what they're thinking. They're not telling you what they're, um, they're, they're not connected to their body. They're more connected in their head. And a lot of times we numb, we're walking around numb, not really understanding um, what's happening. So when we have those triggers um, in our body, we can talk it out, which is great. That's why I work more with the psychotherapist talk it out but also we want to get that that trauma release from the central nervous system and it works well um through um through breath work so i just wanted to kind of put that in as well um because in our businesses we all you know our personal lives affect our business we are our business sometimes we see ourselves as two different entities on paper we may be two different entities but in real life we are our business. So if we're not doing well, eventually our business is not going to be doing well. So we can uh, fake the funk out there. But at the end of the day, we're not taking care of ourselves and really feeling and healing and, and going to the psychotherapist, going to the, the um, for myself, I'm a holistic therapist. So I do a lot of massage therapy, breath work, reflexology. I do a lot of chakra work to energy work. So I do all of those types of things. However, if we're not taking care of ourselves, um, the business will eventually go down. And I yield the mic. Thank you for allowing me to speak. You know, I want to. I want to pivot to. Um, I want to chime in on that real quick, Byron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real, real quick. I, I want to pivot to uh, Chauncey. You with us right now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? How y'all doing? Good morning. Oh man, I'm good. I'm good, man. I, I really wanted to, you know, get your take on this, man, because um, you know we're dealing with mental health okay we're dealing with entrepreneurship right um we're dealing with uh cultural stigmas that um are i would say anti-mental health to a certain degree right I'm, I'm gonna go that far because ultimately uh it's just not something that's preached in the community um really just just in general man you just don't hear enough about it and it's not something that is respected um, what is your take on this particular topic when we talk about mental health um, not being addressed, uh, blocking people's levels of success or being, a, 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 you know, a, shit, a, a cause of uh, mental health, sometimes having certain levels of success without having that mental health situation, you know, uh, looked at? What, what, what are you seeing? What have you saw in this particular space? Is Chauncey with us? 
I was talking my ass off. I was saying thank you. But I, I'm old, so, you know, I don't know how to use the mute button, right? So here we go. We're going to try it again. <laughs> being, being a person that worked in corporate America, worked at a record label, and then had to figure my life out after the record label, which is probably one of the hardest things I did because I didn't know where I wanted to go. And then being in the entrepreneur space, uh, you know, that's 25 years of, I was an entrepreneur the whole time, didn't know, right? And uh, I ended up being homeless, lost everything. Sure, I'm going to make a long story short. And I went through massive depression, anxiety, all the stuff. And because, you know, this is something, as a black man, we don't like to go talk to people about our problems, right? And, you know, this ain't just a, a black problem. It's, it's white men to do it, women, everything. But I'm, I'm speaking from my experience and how I grew up. First of all, it was a taboo to not to, to go to a therapist. And I think it's very important. Thank you to the two young ladies that spoke and told uh, what the difference between a psychologist and a therapist, because that's that's the first thing I learned, because I had no idea. I had no idea about anything. But what I did learn is that uh, I sabotage myself. I'm a serial procrastinator, which which had caused me to lose everything, because they didn't tell me nothing. I learned that from probably four years of therapy and seeing how I consistently sabotage myself because I have all the most creative ideas, but I'm not good in certain areas, right? And so instead of me being the guy that needed to talk to people and, and tell them what I need, I kind of thought people should just do as I do, right? And if they didn't do like I do, I want to do it myself, which I end up hurting myself. And so... Uh, through all my therapy and, and, and just still to this day doing the work, right? Uh, I just, my mother's, uh has Alzheimer's and Parkinson. It's been really tough on me, but my grandmother went through it, but it still didn't change the way I feel. And it, it really has, the last month has affected my work. And my, you know, my business partner is like, man, what's wrong with you? I was like, man, I'm, I'm going, I, I, I didn't even really tell him he knew, but we had a conversation, right? And he knows what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do together. And so I think sometimes you can't talk to everybody because it is weaponized against you um, and work and, and weaponized against you, your family. But you have to find somebody to talk to, which is really, really important. I think a lot of people are scared to say they are dealing with something or don't understand why they are reacting. You might, you know, uh, you might use it in sex. You might use it in violence. You might use it in violence. It doesn't mean physical. It can mean verbal. It can be just uh, the way you act towards people. You might use it in alcohol. You might use it in drugs. So you, as an entrepreneur, which a lot of you guys are, are dealing with things that you don't even understand, but you're so prideful and you think you got everything in control. You don't because you're human and you're flawed. So you need to take the time to understand your weakness. Your weakness could be your greatest strength if you understand it. Because those times are going to come where you're holding yourself back from scaling your company. You're holding yourself back from finding that investor. You're holding yourself back back from finding a partner. So on and so forth. And we can go, you know, I can go down the road as y'all know what I'm saying. And because of your pride, because you don't understand what's going on with you mentally, because some of us are scared of success. We are in a great place right now, and we think this is success. 
Well, success could come from having good health, having a support system around you, having having just people that you can go to and mentor. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna move forward. So I'm at I'm at dinner with Damon. Uh, I work with Damon. Damon John's my business partner. I work with him, and and we went to go meet this huge uh, CEO, like massive. And I've been knowing him for a while, but I've never really had a deep conversation. So we go to him. We sit down talking to him, and Damon to tell the story if he ever get a chance. We go and sit down and talk to him, and he's like, man. I'm so glad y'all here, man. I really, I really got a lot on my mind. Now, this is a man that has built a $3 billion company from nothing. And he wants to talk to us about his problem. And they wouldn't work problem. It was just random stuff in life, right? And he said to us that day, he's like, I have to do a better job of finding people that I can talk to that not the same tier or or above me or below me, just somebody that 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 that's a good listener, but also can be honest with me. And you would think he would have it all together with all the money he has, and he doesn't. That's he said. I start going to therapy and realize I start talking to people and realize a lot about myself. So if a man who has a three billion dollar company yearly, I think it's up to five. Take that back to five. Can come to myself and my friend and just have a conversation over cigars and, and dinner. And what do you think you need, right? I think we we missed that point. We have a lot of pressure on us as entrepreneurs. We have a lot of, uh, 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 of things that we don't want to be honest with. Please, I, I am, you, you, I, when I first came to Clubhouse, I used to do mental health rooms. Not for me, because I wanted people to know that. And I talk about that when I do stuff, when I do entrepreneur, my little entrepreneurial classes. Please find help. Please find a mentor that you can talk about regular things. It's really nothing wrong with getting a therapist, man. It's the greatest gift they have been given to me. I'm actually about to start going back because I got to deal with some stuff with my mom. And that, I know for a fact, it helped me and it can help you. I'm sorry I was long-winded, uh, Byron. And I hope I answered your question, what you what you asked. But I think it's important. And thank you for making open up the room for this, because it's important that we do this and have these conversations as entrepreneurs. Man, absolutely, man. I appreciated that share. That was a good, good share because it's real. And that's the reason why I called on you specifically, because I knew that you was going to keep it real on that in that particular vein. Um, because listen, man, I, I just, I, I guess the main thing is this is a new space to me. I've never been to, uh, you know, a therapist in my adult life, um, to talk about issues. Uh, but I, I am going to be making me an appointment, um, to, to get that set up because at the end of the day, man, listen, man, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And, you know, we've been kind of taught to just figure this thing out, hold it together, be strong and all that old shit. Right. But, at the, at the, you know, the truth of the matter is, man, you ain't got to act like you got it all figured out. I just want to give everybody permission today. And I'm giving myself permission more than anything. You know what I mean? Is that you ain't got to you ain't got to always have it all figured out and have it together, man, for you to be able to grow. Period. So I, I just want to put that out there. I think Mara. Uh, 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 hey, Byron. Mara, I want to have a moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mara wanted to say this something real quick. Jay. Yeah, and then we'll move okay. to you, Jake. 
Okay, thank you. Yeah. And Byron, can you put us in the tag uh, in there, Dr. Shane? I tagged her in here because we um she was on Kelly and Ryan yesterday talking about this very thing, Byron, that you said that we don't have to have all together. Where is she at? Where is she at? Dr. Shane is down there. I uh, brought her in. We've been talking all month about self care as a new sexy. So if we can get her in before she got to roll out, Absolutely. if we can. Absolutely. It is sexy. It is sexy. Call it out. It totally. is, Chauncey. It is. We got a whole room called Self Care is New Sexy. Let's get it in, you guys. Yes, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, you want to jump in, uh, Marat? Yeah, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I wanted to chime in on on what we we're talking about with the uh, psychotherapist and the the health counselor, mental health counselor. I think they made some great points about having past traumas and stuff being generational. Uh, I wanted to point out, you know, that that curses can, and spirits can be transferable. They can go from generation to generation to generation, and they often do that. And and it takes somebody strong who's going to rise up and break a generational curse, you know. And I talk about that from my my childhood. I, I grew up in a very abusive household because my mom she had married men who were very abusive first first marrying my father he wasn't very abusive but he was depressed never loved you know nothing great about life couldn't hold a job drinks every day and that marriage didn't work out so she divorced him and then went to another marriage with another man who was very physically abusive i was literally calling the cops every other day and I say that to say this, you know, why did she do that? And, and for years I had so much anger and resentment towards my mom, but my mom is an angry and resentful person. And then if you look at her father, who, who's my grandfather, he was an alcoholic, couldn't hold a job, didn't even raise his own kids. He, he gave his daughters, one of them being my mom, to his sister because he, he just didn't have himself together. So I talk about these generational curses and and. You know, I realized that I I want to build up my children, build up my life. You know, I'm not going to talk down on them. My mom was very critical on me. And that's that's been difficult on, on my entrepreneurial journey because I have to, like the gentleman who was talking earlier, talking about I have to believe in myself when when other people don't believe in me and, and fight through the mental stigma of how do I make this dream happen? Can I even make it happen? You know, is it even possible? And I got to fight through that internal turmoil. And I started going to therapy and started learning about this. And then also realizing, okay, I can break the generational curse. I don't have to transfer these negative spirits that just keep on transferring. And that's why people marry people who are like their parents. You know, I want to build my life up, build my children up, be be very, you know, I want to champion them and and be good to them and not tell them what they can't do. You know, one thing my mom would always say is we don't have money. You know, I would try to get something at, at, at the shopping store. It'd be 99 cents. She'd be like, no, we don't have money. And, and just the psychological damage that, that does hearing that over and over and over. So now I have to, you know, my kids want, want something from the store. And I'm like, get it, get whatever you want. And at, at, a, at a certain point, I feel like, man, I'm spoiling them. But I should spoil them, and I don't want them ever to think that we we can't get something because of money. Money is abundant, and 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 I've struggled for years to actually believe that money is abundant. I can go get as much money as I want, 
And, and I, you know, you got to break those generational curses. And I still work with that every day and, and just constantly tell myself, don't be so critical and don't be, don't criticize instead, build up your kids. I want to build up my kids. I want to champion them. I want to speak life into them. I want to, I want to be positive to them and show them the greatness that life has and have a great relationship with my wife and, and, and not tear my family down, build them up. You know, so it takes somebody to realize this and then deal with their own traumas and and rise up, you know, and I call on all of us to rise up and break these generational curses that do not belong to us. Thank you. Wow. I love it. I love it. You know, this thing is it, it's, it's layers deep. It's layers deep. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, one thing I am appreciative of is the fact that, you know, we do have the wealth community. And I feel like, you know, we definitely need to figure out something. Maybe we could put something together. Um, maybe we could put something together, Diddy. I think it may be that time to put something together, man, to really, really, really dive deep on this particular topic, because this is one of the ones that nobody going to really raise their hand and say that they need. Right. Yeah. But they going to pile in the room whenever it's time to go ahead and get it done because they know they need it, but they, nobody want to look like they the ones who need it. Yeah, I think I think I got an idea for it, man. I got an idea, man. I think we need to make it just like how we got like the women's group, how we got Bible study. I think we got to have something towards that mental health, man, so we can, you know, begin to turn things around for sure. And we all need it. You know what I mean? So I think it'll be definitely viable. I heard somebody say earlier some key. You got to build up your team. And I feel like just, you know, making sure your mental health is right and having, a, you know, a therapist. That's a part of your team. You got to have somebody part of your team, man. Hey, hey, Bob. Can I jump in here? Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah, jump in. Jump in. Yeah, John, me? I'll let the lady go. Oh, I was still waiting. I don't know if I'm allowed to speak. Yeah, Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was trying to get Dr. Shane up before she got to go, but listen. Can she raise her hand? Can she raise her hand so I can get her up? Because I'm trying to. Oh, she's in the room. She's in the room. Oh. Yeah, I'm so I just, wanted to share, I just wanted to share um, something with the room. And I'm over here taking down notes. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having this room this morning because this is truly a blessing to just step in because I was actually experiencing some burnout um, myself and I was looking for a place to kind of just get rejuvenated. And you guys um, sharing has definitely done that for me. Um, so I don't want to just take from the room, but I also want to add value to the room. Um, so I, I find that is very important from the last person that was just, um, speaking, he mentioned generational and that's like, so on point to what I wanted to talk about. Um, on my journey, um, I was working for the government and, um, it was very lonely as well. Someone mentioned earlier how being an entrepreneur is, you know, is lonely, but also being the first one in your family is lonely as well. Being the first one to graduate college, being the first one to get a good, great, you know, government job, you know, that can be a lonely journey as well. And so I went through a process of having a panic attack. And so that led me on my journey of healing. And one one thing that I, I found out that's very important to do to discover is what is the age? What was the age when your parents had you? 
um, that broke through so many things for me when I found out that my mom was only 23 when she had me, because that gave me some insight to her mentality. That gave me some insight to her decision-making. That gave me some insight to her capacity level, because for a long time, I blamed my mom. When you're a child, you look at your parents like they're superheroes, like they can do anything, like anything is possible. And then when you get to that age and you realize like, you know, this is real, you know, and you, you start, you start seeing a lot of limitations, hypocrisies, um, uh, you know, uh, conflicts, you just really start to see life in a different way. You start to recognize like, okay, you, you start to imagine what it was like for your parents. And so I started to, um, blame my mom less and see her as a human more. And so, you know, with practice, it became better and better. And so now I'm fully at the point where I don't blame my mom at all, which is a great breakthrough because I was very uh, bitter towards my mom for um, a very long time. So that has helped me a lot, recognizing that she was only 23 23 years old when she had me and she already had three other children. So that helped me a lot um, just to really see her for just being a person and not just being my mom as a label, as someone who was supposed to do all these things, these expectations that we place on people, including our parents and our children. So that that was very helpful um, for me to, to heal. And also... I, I, when I started to do that, I also started to understand why she would say certain things that she was saying. So I took the time to refute the lies. My mom was very broken. She was very hurt. She was very bitter. And she didn't allow us to have relationships with our dads because her broken relationship with her dad. And so once I really started to take the time to refute the lies that my mom was telling me, I started to realize that, you know, hurt people hurt people. She was only really talking out of pain. And so somebody had mentioned earlier that it takes a special person or a strong person to really champion these generational curses, you know, and, and part of that process is really getting real with yourself and really getting real with the people around you. There's a saying, there's a saying called Sankofa. And I really took that serious because that really helped me on my journey as well. When you go back with the purpose of moving forward. So sometimes you have to do your research on your family. You have to do your research on your people because that's going to help you to identify who you are and why you are. And you're going to be able to have the power and the ability to move forward. But as long as you don't know who you are and why you are, you're going to be confused and there's going to be a lot of self-sabotage and back and forth. So I'm just going to wrap this up, but I just want to say that I got a lot from this room. I have a lot of notes, but, um, um, oh, the final thing that I wanted to share was often for me, another thing that I do is I check in with my why. When I do feel burnt out, when I do need to get recreative all over again, when I do need to get re re um, regenerated and rechannel my energy, I always check in with my why is because we are the people who identified the problem and we have the solution. So sometimes we confuse when people reject our service, we take it personal and we internalize that rejection as something about us. So 
checking in with your why constantly is a, a very good uh, guideline to help you to, you know, to keep going, to keep pressing forward, to keep recreating, to keep rebuilding, to keep rejuvenating, you know, cr- keep keep recreating that energy um, so that you could always stay fresh and on top of your game. So with all that said, I'm just going to land my plan right now. And I just want to say thank you for having this room and thank you for allowing me to share. And I'm going to continue to to listen yes indeed yes indeed i want i want to pivot to dr shana um real quick uh dr shana you with us right now i am byron good morning how are you good morning good morning please introduce let us know what's going on yes i love this room i love this topic thank you for an opportunity to share um i am dr shana i'm an executive wellness coach and i equip high achieving professional women who are overwhelmed burnt out due to the responsibilities of life, career, and relationships to create clarity and focus so that she can position herself to have it all. I really believe if mama ain't right, ain't nobody right. And everything I do is to really make sure my sisters are okay. And I love this topic because mental health is extremely important. I'm also a mental health expert, 20 years as a licensed professional counselor. And on yesterday, I had the privilege of sitting um, with Kelly and Ryan on live with Kelly and Ryan for Mental Health Awareness Month. And we had an amazing conversation about the importance of us taking and checking in with ourselves for mental health. One of the things that we do, and you've all said this in this room, as entrepreneurs, as professionals, and specifically because my target population I work with is women, we will sacrifice ourselves repeatedly for the sake of everybody else. And we'll say we're doing it for them. And if I don't do it, no one would do it. But reality, we're killing ourselves really from the inside out. And one of the things I talked about yesterday is the importance of women checking in with ourselves every single day. I really believe that if we do a mental health check-in every single day, it's a place to begin so we know where we are. So three quick things that I want folks to do. If you're writing down notes, write this down. Number one, Check in with yourself and ask you, how am I feeling today mentally and physically on a scale of one to 10? One is it's the lowest. You feel low. You feel tired. You have no energy. 10 is you feel amazing. You feel great. You feel happy. You feel uh, up. I want you to write this down every single day and track it for the next 14 days, because one of the things that happens is we don't pay attention. We just get up and keep working and moving. And we miss what I call the yellow flags that are blazing at us. And they're going to turn into red flags soon. They're going to shut us down. Now, the second thing you want to do is ask yourself, what do I need to support me? Because sometimes we we will support everybody else, but we don't know what we need. Sis, do you need a break? Do you need a mental health day? Do you need to ask for help? There is no shame in that. Do you need to say no? So many of us won't say no. We just keep showing up and saying yes to everything and no to ourselves. Do you need to tell somebody, talk to somebody, like you talked about talking to a therapist or even a coach, depending on what your issues might be. And the third thing is really starting your day with gratitude. We got a lot that we're weighted down with, but how many times do we really stop to be thankful for things? If we start our days with gratitude, then we have a capacity to shift our moods, to think differently. There's research that will show that when we are grateful and we focus on gratitude, we improve our moods, we reduce our stress and our anxieties. And as women, when we are intentional about this, because I do believe that self-care is sacred and self-care is the new sexy. And I don't mean an out external sexy. I mean an internal space. When I've taken care of me sufficiently, I feel powerful. I feel confident. I feel clear. I feel focused. And that's the thing that I work with women to help us do because we miss it. 
And we think we're out here killing it, but we're actually not killing it. We're killing ourselves. So Byron, I appreciate you holding this space because as entrepreneurs, especially as entrepreneurs and women of color, like the population of women that I serve, we need a safe place to have these conversations and not feel judged and not feel like, well, girl, you're supposed to have it together. That's that whole strong black woman syndrome that we have been you know, saddled with, which that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but as women, we need to have places to have this conversation with men as well, too, because we're in this in this space together. So I just want to encourage women who are here, sis, Take care of you. No guilt, no apology. Fill your cup first so that you can serve from your overflow. The cup is really for you. The saucer is for everyone else. And it is not until we filled ourselves can we actually serve in an abundant and effective way. Mental health is real. And if we don't pay attention to it, it will take us out. Our business will suffer. Our families will suffer. Everything about us will suffer. And I have a whole tip sheet, selfcareistheanswer.com. Anybody wants all the tips I gave yesterday on the show, um, you can go to selfcareistheanswer.com and grab the tip sheet of all the things that we talked about. So I just want to say thank you for sharing this space. I'd love to be a part of a space like this if you want to create something on a regular basis, because we need to be talking about this and we need to be talking about this on a regular, regular basis. Thank you. Before you before you close. I just want to what is what is it this whole strong thing you know what why is that so pervasive and why are people are not allowed in your experience are not allowed to just uh you know deal with these particular topics what what, what is that about so the strong black woman syndrome was something that was saddled and given to us we're talking about historical um you know we go all the way back to slavery days as black women we didn't have a choice but to take care of everything children everything because men folk were gone we didn't have room to feel sad the strong black woman syndrome says that you don't get an opportunity to feel you can't be sad you cannot not be okay you don't get an opportunity to have feelings and so we mask those so that we can take care of what needs to be taken care of now we've many times we've taken it on as a badge of honor and um in many ways but it's actually the thing that kills us because we keep pushing and ultimately sacrificing our own mental emotional and physical health because i'm talked about those yellow flags you having stomach aches headaches chest pains back pains you can't sleep you're sleeping too much you are exhausted you can't think and you just keep pushing because you think you can't say hey i'm not okay because we're going to be judged and we are responsible for carrying the weight of so many people and so many things when the reality is it really needs to be we are powerful black women that's very different a powerful black woman understands hey today ain't a good day I need a minute. My answer to you is no. So I tell you no, so I can say yes to me so that I can show up in power and do the things that I've been called to do. Many times as women, especially black women, we can make it worse for each other and say, girl, you know, you just got to keep going. You know, you got to do these things. If you don't do it, nobody's going to do it. But we really need to be in a space of encouraging each other. Say, sis, check in, tap in. How are you doing today? Scale of one to 10. Tell me, sis, how's your heart today? Did you get any rest? Did you are you drinking plenty of water? Are you eating well? Like we need to give each other that room and space. Um, and, and, and as a community, we need to be able to have a conversation that it's OK for us not to be OK. We didn't. We couldn't afford to do it back then, but now we need to be able to do that. And, and we talked, Doctor Shane, about it being a facade, right? Absolutely. Like in, in our room, we talk about it's a facade, and it's easier to keep the facade up than to tell the truth, Byron. That's Ooh. just really what what it breaks down to. Ooh, it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. I know yeah, Dominique deep. wanted to share something too. Dominique, you with us still? 
I am. I'm going to go. I just wanted to say thank you and even remind everybody that Jesus took time away to himself. Go back and read the scripture. It's better to be in the house of the morning than in the house of the feasting. And so like they just mentioned, it's so much prettier and so much better to be in the house of the feasting. But let's, you know, come to a quiet place and let's come down off the mountaintop and those valley experiences, those quiet moments where you are able to recharge are just as critical as being on the mountaintop. And so I am not on Clubhouse often. Um, If anybody wants to connect, I am on IG as psychotherapist underscore Dominique, or just email me at speaklifecounselingservices at yahoo.com. Thank you, Byron. Thank you, Diddy and the other hosts. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey, Byron, appreciate it. Real quick? Yeah, jump in, uh, Malachi. Yeah, yes, Malachi. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know, like like Dr. Shana Lewis, like she's a she's a full certified beast in this field. Like straight up, no cap, you might have the best person in the whole city to speak on this subject on stage. I just want to let you know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. You know what I'm saying? My back chats. My back chats are, are communicating this information to me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was I was determined, right, Byron? Yes, <laughs> indeed. So 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 I want I want to go back to this because I feel like, you know, this this strongness, you know, and, and everybody acting like they got it together is what is creating, I think, a lot of the a lot of the problems, right? Um, nobody is given a space to really feel any emote, right? So, so I want to, I, I want to kind of get some understanding on what does it look like? You know what I'm saying? Diddy, what, what you think it looks like to create this space without it being like a trauma dump situation where we're not necessarily growing, we're just dumping trauma. How do we differentiate between trauma dumping, right? Where you probably need to just go, go with a, uh, uh, get with a therapist, right? And, uh, actually creating an environment where fruitful conversations can be had to where we really can grow past some situations, right? Um, I know that Fallon is here. Val- Fallon, are you with us right now too? Because uh, I know you deal with this particular thing in the nursing field pretty heavy um, as well. So so Diddy, I want to go to you and I want to go to Fallon as well to try to get some understanding of what does that look like? What does that space look like? And maybe we can get Dr. Shane to jump in too, whoever. I, I just want to understand what I'm this space looks like. I'm going to be honest with you, like. Byron. I, I would like to hear from the, from the therapist, man, because I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. I need to be schooled. Absolutely. So that's a great question you asked, Byron. I'll just tap in really quickly before I have to go to my next meeting. But it's how we curate a space because I absolutely agree. We can really trauma dump. Um, and folks don't mean to. Right. People just want to share. They just want to get things out. But we have to curate a safe space um, where so particular questions are asked. That's one of the things that I do in my rooms and spaces is that the questions that I ask are very specifically curated so that it's not trauma dumping, um, that we're not getting into the graphic detail of what happened. We're talking about where are we now? What are the outcomes of where we are? Because if you need to go back through all of that, you do need to go see a therapist. You do need to be in a safe place where other people aren't um, necessarily being re-traumatized by your experience. So it's really how you curate it. It can be done. I do it all the time, but it's how you curate the questions. It's how you engage the conversation, but you just have to be intentional. And in that space, you do need professionals to make sure that if some folks go there, that you can bring them back. So we want to talk about what do we do with the emotions we have and move forward as opposed to getting into all of the 
you know, all of the, the details about what happened. That's not going to be appropriate in this kind of a platform. We really want to do more of the problem solving forward as opposed to the going backwards, if that makes sense. Absolutely, hey, because it could get to a point to where it could be, now nah, nah, you making me your therapist or you making the group your therapist. And we, right. that, you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, that, you know, how do you navigate that is is the issue. Let, let me, Fallon, hey. are you, you with us? And then I'm, I'm, who is that? Chauncey? Oh, Chauncey, yeah. Yeah, I got to get pause? you. This is Lolita. I want to grab after whenever there's a chance. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fallon, what, what have you seen in your experience in dealing with that? And then I, I got to get with uh, Chauncey on, on that too. But what have you seen? What What is the healthy way to kind of navigate that space from your perspective? Well, hey, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much for bringing me up, Byron. I think this is a great conversation. I've just been listening and taking notes. But like you said earlier, yes, um, I work with nurses specifically, and I help them through the health and wellness process so that, you know, us as givers, you know, we fill our cup first so that what we give from is like from overflowing so that we can give more and reach more and do more. So, um, yeah, I've been, you know, I definitely echo what Dr. Shana has been saying, you know, about filling our cup and self-care and all those things. But to answer your question, how do we create this space? Um, and what I've done with my nursing group, with my, um, with my support groups, you know, of course, having, um, you know, fostering, sorry, fostering that, that environment, um, through um, active, you know, questioning and things like that, like um, really reflecting questions, um, like not just let's all vent here, let's just share, you know, whatever, let's, you know, and as nurses, that's what we want to do. You know, a lot of things in healthcare are just like crazy right now and the things that we go through and the things that we're seeing. So, but I give nurses and uh, of course, like entrepreneurs can take this as well, you know, uh, time to ask those reflective questions. What are the things that we're going through? What is the issue coming up right now? And really get solution based. Like, okay, we have the skills, we have the training, but of course not everybody can come from that place. Like if you're in a place of burnout, if you're in a place of like, I'm going through something, maybe you need time. Okay. You can't deal with this right now. You can't think proactively right now. Okay. Let's, let's maybe consider like we've been saying all through this uh, conversation, Maybe we need some therapy. Maybe we need to slow down. That has been my self-care go-to. Sometimes my self-care is doing less. That is like 100% saying no, saying I need a break. You know, I need I need time away. And taking time off of social media has been a big help for me just to get my mind right, just to get my mind clear. Um, so that's something that I'll, I'll throw in there. Um, so those people, like when we're creating that space, like, okay, um, how can we be solutions based? How can we have, you know, all these solutions to deal with the problems that are that we are facing as nurses? Um, but if there are people that are not there yet and that happens, you know, we get to a pace, place where we're not able to, you know, just um, problem solve because we're going through things. We have things on our plates. And that's the time when we're like, you know, we encourage each other and model that as well. I, I try to model that as well. If something's going on in my life, let me take a step back. What can I do with my boundaries? What does my self-care look like? And, you know, what are the things that I, you know, are going on with me? What are the things that I'm saying to myself every day, every moment? It's like uh, Dr. Shana was saying, doing those self-assessments, it's so important. And doing it daily, moment by moment, if you need to, especially if you're going through a hard time and you're not able to process and uh, solutions, um, build solutions and things like that. But yeah, so that's what I do with my nursing clients and my nursing community. But yeah, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for bringing me up. It's been real, y'all. 
Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, Chauncey, you want to jump in, and then I think Lolita. Yeah, I'm letting Lolita go because I spoke, but I definitely want to uh, double back on what uh, Dr. Shana was saying. I was bringing my turn too, Byron. Oh yeah, yeah, Victoria. Yeah, you just jump in. We we really don't have a cue, but you know what I mean. I'm just I'm just trying to be respectful of everybody because I know everybody want to share. Uh, but if we could keep the share short, that'd be great. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I mean? like if you said it already, okay. just, you ain't got to repeat it like five times. I'm just saying respectfully. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, let me go after Lolita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and jump in. Yeah, whoever right. can jump in, jump in. Go ahead, go. This is Lolita. Hey, everybody. Omgz, what a powerful space. So yes to the to the fellas that are thinking about having a space just to talk mental health, you can already see that this is what um, people are really wanting and needing. So to the question of, well, for those who don't know me, hey, y'all, hey, I'm Lolita E. Walker. I'm a certified life leadership and executive coach, speaker, and all the things. But I wanted to just talk about the difference between a coach, a therapist, and a consultant. Have we already talked that before I got into the room? Uh, okay. We let have, me, but, me, but just break it down. You know, Yeah, you can't just get real enough. quick. Can't get enough. Um, just real quick, you know, we have a lot of coaches. We have a lot of certified coaches. We have a lot of doctors in the room. And of course, we have consultants and power players inside of the room. So, um, you know, uh, imagine yourself standing right here. We're all standing right here. And we're going to say that that's the, the zero number line, right? When we go to the right, that's where a coach is taking you. A certified coach has is certified so that they can help you leap beyond where you're standing right now. They're helping to move you forward. What a powerful therapist is able to do is that they are licensed to be able to not only dig deep and, uh, and help you unpack the trauma. Guess what? We all have trauma. Unpack the trauma that is preventing you from moving forward. And I like what the sis said earlier. She said, you know what? We also have to be sure that we can bring folks back from where we take them. And that is what a therapist is licensed to be able to do. So can they work in tandem? Absolutely. But a key to a certified coach that's really, really good is to be able to pause and to be able to say, you know what, we've been talking about the same issue that is keeping you stuck for the last three times that we've spoken. Therefore, what I want you to be able to do is tap into a therapist. And I think far too often we have coaches, and I am a certified coach, who want to sit in it and want to take people People where they can't bring them back from. And we have to recognize that coaches need coaches and therapists. So I wanted to put that out there too. And a consultant, on the other hand, is somebody that tells you what to do. A coach doesn't tell you what to do. Instead, they use powerful questions to pull out the greatness that is already inside of you. And I think it was Grace and the doctor um, who talked about a facade. See, sometimes we don't know that we have a facade on. Sometimes we've been going and going and going because of what society has told us, because of how we have grown up, because of all of these things and experiences and, quite frankly, circumstances, right? And we haven't given ourselves permission to pause. But when we come into rooms like this and we are challenged a little bit differently and we allow ourselves to pause and give that permission, as you talked about, Byron, then we start to feel this release, then we start to allow ourselves to question like, huh. Then we start to have tears that are falling out of our eyes because we recognize that this is us talking to us in a mirror. And when we look at ourselves and say, dear Lolita E. Walker, that's me, you got to say your own name. Dear Lolita Emmanuel Walker, right? Who are you? I want you to speak to me. And when you start doing those things, then now you start to bring out everything that is within you. And now you can start to be like, take in everything that people are pouring in. So the couple things I just want to share is how do we create the space, right? Acknowledge where it is that we are. Grant permission for ourselves, remove distractions that are in our, in our way, right? Remove 
things that are distractions in our right now. Because when you have a goal of where you want to be and, by the way, how you want to feel, how you want to show up, how how this world is should gift you, right? When you know that, then you're going to allow yourself to walk in it. And then lastly is to write and celebrate your wins. Not lastly, because here's one quick thing. Where are you in your most beef-free space? And I talk about this all the time. So what is a beef-free space, you might say? According to Lolita E. Walker, it is that place when you close your eyes, literally your shoulders pause. For me, it's around water and trees. Like where is that space where you could just be free? And when you know what it is, not just where it is, but when you know what brings that to you, like for me, the water is the sound. How can you bring that into your day? Pandora radio for me. If it's the look of the ocean, then guess what? Put that inside of your office or where you spend your most time. Make sure that you are adding into the control to bring pieces of peace into your life. And so that's what I have. This is Lolita with the T. Glad I could add in. Oh, I love that. I love them solutions. Them solutions are good. Yeah, but uh, Chauncey, I think, Cha- no, Victoria wanted to jump in and Chauncey, yeah, just, just jump in. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to pop in here when we're talking about mental health and blocking your success. I know a lot of times I come in these rooms and I talk about Avalon Virtual Assistance, but what you might not know about me is that I'm a master uh, certified, internationally certified master hypnotherapist and master practitioner of emotional freedom techniques and cognitive behavior therapy. Um, That's what I do on my, my other side of my business. And what I want to say is I specialize in inner child healing. A lot of times we don't know why we do the things we do because there are some things that maybe, uh, for instance, I'll use myself. I didn't feel wanted or loved. I put on that fast ma- that fake mask. I was a high achiever and I didn't realize that I was meet. I'm going to be really transparent. I was meeting men that were noncommittal because I felt I wasn't good enough for someone that, to want to keep me. And so very often when we're looking at our lives, there are clues. And I love what Dr. Shana says. There are clues. Are you not sleeping? Are you having stomach aches? Are, is, your, is your chest and your heart pounding really hard? Now, as a master hypnotherapist, we're what we're called a helping practitioner. I very often work with therapists and doctors to help people dig a little deeper sometimes and help them break through. So we actually help. It's not a licensed professional, but it is a certified professional. And so what I want to say to you is that if you find yourself stuck and continue to be stuck, look at other alternatives and other ways to help you. Sometimes we can't always go the straight line. And so that's what I really want to bring out. And yes, you've got to, got to take care of your mental health. But there's other alternatives out there. Thanks, Byron. And just... uh, Yeah, jump in, Johnson. Yeah, Dr. Shana said something important that I want y'all to be very aware. I think before... Byron, before you uh, start your room or do that, go to the rooms. There are a bunch of rooms on Clubhouse, right? That there are actual therapists and psychologists uh, that 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 do these rooms, so that you understand. Because it could be triggering, right? I could have told my story and went and and I'm be honest, a bunch of people in my DMs hit me as soon as I told my story and hit me back. And it, it touched them some kind of way, right? But it could be a trigger for you, and it could cause other things. I'm not a psychologist, I'm and somebody that's professional like Dr. Shane or somebody else on the stage could tell you the truth. And it can cause things to be worse sometimes. So what I would like people to do, Byron, the whole team, is to go to one of their rooms, go to a couple, go a couple times, so you understand what you're getting yourself into. Because when once you start doing it, what I learned the hard way. It was wearing on me doing these rooms every week. 
And so I had to stop because I wasn't prepared mentally to deal with other people, trauma or sharing. And I was doing the right thing for the right reason, but it's a lot to it. So I just encourage Go to a couple rooms, learn, learn how it works, you know, listen to other people talk, watch the people moderate the room and, and, and more importantly, bring somebody that actually is a professional in that field because as entrepreneurs, we do need it a thousand percent. We, cause we used to taking care about it. <coughs> everybody else, sorry about that. Everybody else, but we're not taking care of ourselves because we're so caught up in this business, this business, this business, but there's no business without you. Your family, you don't have what you want to do for your family without you. So we have to take care of ourselves. More importantly, forget the big car, forget these, you know, I got this big deal, blah, blah, blah. If you're not mentally prepared to take care of that, then you're going to put yourself as a, at a halt and you're going to blame everything around you except yourself. So I just, you know, it's just tell everybody, please, uh, before you go deep diving and have this all fruition, I need to go help the world. You got to be able to help yourself in order to help the world. So that's more important. Facts. Absolute facts. I, you know, I, I, you know, and, and to your point, Chauncey, I, I'm be honest with you. I probably wouldn't have no dealings other than probably facilitating the space because I'm not a professional in that space. Yep. I wouldn't even try to act like I'm a professional yep. in that space. I would probably connect with somebody who is a professional and see how we can facilitate the space uh, to make it make it valuable for other folk. Uh, because you know, I I understand that it, it, it man, it got to be heavy. You know what I mean? I don't listen. It, listen, it's levels to this shit, man. And I and I know where my levels stop. You, you know what I mean? I know where my levels stop. But let's keep the conversation going. Somebody hey, else wants to jump in. Can I jump in? Yeah, jump in. Okay, Benny. All right. You know, I, I like what uh, Lolita said, and just kind of following up from the conversations, it really is important, especially because um, I've, I've, again, I've been in the coaching space for twelve years. Uh, professionally, and I've worked with clients, and I've literally had to pause the coaching session and say, "I think you need to go see with uh, meet meet with a therapist." And the reason why I've said that, and it's important for people to know that, because I hear a lot of people who step into entrepreneurship, they want to do coaching, and you know, they have these really audacious, you know, titles, and you know, what problem you solve, how you solve it, and who you solve it for, and I'm thinking. You know, to step into certain spaces, you really got to be trained and you got to be equipped. Not only that, it's it's important. Your story matters, but people aren't hiring you to hear your story. People are hiring you to change their story. And it's important to know that because sometimes what ends up happening is you end up taking on clients that are causing you anxiety because they hired you for the wrong thing. They hired you sometimes because they got inspired by you. When you're working with somebody, it's about empowering them, not just inspiring them. So it's important for us entrepreneurs to know this when we step into this coaching space. Again, I'm I'm, I'm three levels up for ICF. You know, I've done all the coaching, all the training, and I don't care how much coach training I've done. There were, there are things that will never prepare me on how to actually work with somebody at a certain level that I know that a mental health or a licensed clinical social worker practitioner can do. So I just want to throw that caveat out there because I know there's a lot of coaches, not just in this room, but also in the space. And you got to make sure that you are building the kind of programs that aren't adding more stress to yourself. 
because sometimes you can overpromise and underdeliver because you think you're helping somebody when in actuality that's what worked for you but may not work for somebody else. Oh man, that's some good stuff, man. Listen, I, I listen. I just want to say thank you for all of the professionals that are here. Special shout out to everybody who has shared today. Um, definitely gave me a lot of insight on some of the things that I need to be focusing on. I'm, I'm talking to me right now, y'all. Y'all gonna have to excuse me. <laughs> but uh, definitely gave me a lot of insight on that. But uh, beyond that, I really believe, man. Matter of fact, if you felt like you gained some greater clarity on where you need to be, um, go ahead and put another one in the chat. I just want to understand. Um, if, if we was able to add value to folk today, man. Shout out to my guy Logan in the building as well, man. Um, you know what, what's going on, Logan? You doing all right, man? Man, I'm great, man. Good morning. Hopefully, y'all can hear me because I'm on the road. I did want to say, um, Happy Black Men's Mental Health Month. June is Black Men's Mental Health Month. Um, I do a space every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, in my club. The address it is it's just for men. Uh, men's mental health. Um, I do it a little bit different. I'm not an MHP. I'm not a, a, a certified in any of those things, but I've learned that when men get to just talk to men in the language that we speak, we can get really, um, we can get a lot of work done really quickly. Um, so I'm sorry, I got the red bar, but uh, we get a lot of work done really quickly. Um, and my space is to kind of change the narrative about how men think talking about how they feel um, is perceived um, It's one of the most Strengthening things you can do as a man Which is to understand how you feel So you can be a better communicator and a better leader So that's what it, That's what we do on Tuesdays um, Tap in with me Byron I love the fact that you're having this conversation bro Absolutely absolutely Man listen Shayna you, you with us right now Shayna Yes I'm here Do you mind sharing uh, some of those resources That you had Are you yeah, so just wanted to put out there, first of all, the National Suicide Hotline. Um, we don't know what people are going through. We may have triggered people in this conversation today. Um, so the number for that is 1-800-273-8255. And I'll put it in the chat. Byron, can I say something real quick? Yes, um, So listen, I'm a biblical counselor, and so I'm not a licensed professional. But I can't, I'll be remiss if I don't say God knew that we would be weak. So there's nothing wrong with us being weak. Paul also said that he gloried in his weaknesses. And God said that his strength will be made perfect in our weaknesses. And for us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So it's it's for those of you who believe that, get in that word of God. Because Jesus saw himself being weak, but he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So this is just me just tapping in just to say, we don't have to have it all together. God knew that so we can take it to him as well as tag it in with a licensed professional. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Hey, yo, Byron. Yeah. Before we get out of here, man, I just want to remind everybody that tonight, tonight, tonight is the night. We have Bible study tonight on the Wealth Community. You can find us at thewealthcommunity.com at 7 p.m. tonight. We have a special guest, Dr. Corey J. 
Jackson. You don't want to miss it. Kick off the last portion or the last half of your year off correctly. Then the 15th, we have Bible study again. And then on the 29th, we have Bible study with our very own. We have a guest on the 29th, Benny Salas. Our very own Benny is going to be in the building bringing it to us. Somebody just spoke by the name of Antronetta Tillman. She's going to be teaching us in July. Y'all don't want to miss Bible study. It's about to go crazy. I'm telling y'all, don't miss tonight. Uh, Diddy, I know you're starting 75 hard. I got some back chat. Me, Maron, let me say it the other way. Maron and I are going to be joining you today, starting 75 hard. It's about to go down. I love it. Let's I love it. it. So let's get it. It's gonna be a challenge. for the win, baby. Let's go. It's levels. It's levels, man. <laughs> I wish we can get old Byron with us, man. Hey Byron, you with us? You 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 hey, nah, I ain't gonna put him on the street like that. <laughs> I'll let y'all know when I'm ready. <laughs> Byron ain't ready to put them to put them cakes down. Nah, you know, actually, man, I, I didn't put the cakes down for the most part, man. It's you know, but you know, it's a journey. I didn't lost some weight, man. I didn't lost some weight so far on my uh on my meal preps. You yeah, know what I mean? Meal prep. Yeah, yeah, that meal prep been different, man. I got I go to this this space out, out here in Houston, man, called uh, uh Macros. Macros meal prep, man. It's it's dope. It's a chef, man, and he makes some of the best tasting healthy meals you could ever. Uh, so you just uh, pick them up already pre-made? Uh-oh, somebody, somebody got a hot mic. Somebody yeah, you were blessed. Huh? Uh-oh, somebody got a hot mic. Is that old? Oh, yeah, oh, that's old. <laughs> so you just pick those meals up, Byron? So they drop them off, you know what I mean? So the oh, chef, he, yeah, he brings them to the house. Uh, and, uh, yeah, man, it's a wonderful situation to be in. Wonderful situation. Yes, you know. Yes, sir. But with that being said, man, listen, I just want to say, man, listen, if you have not heard anything else, uh, you know, make sure that you are knowing that you don't have to have everything figured out. OK, it's OK to 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 go to professionals for your mental health. Um, and guess what, man? Sometimes, and, and, and even if it's just sitting to yourself, man, and just taking some time to self-reflect, man, like uh, Darby said earlier, creating that that space. It, it may be a weird space for you, and that's all right too. You know what I'm saying? But but taking some time to really just process these things and process you, uh, that's important. And I just want to um, make sure everybody understand that, if if not anything. And then Shana also gave us some resources if somebody is feeling in a not so good space shit man reach out to that phone numbers i think she put it in the chat that suicide prevention hotline um and then shani you also said it's another space where people can go for uh if they want to look for a therapist in their local area is that correct yeah so most people can go through their insurance um you should be able to ask even your primary care doctor how to access a mental health professional. Sometimes it's actually on the back of your card. But if you don't want to go that route, you actually want to just directly find someone, you can go to Psychology Today, and they list people by location. So you get to see their picture. You know, if you prefer to have a therapist that matches, you know, your religion, your culture, your race, um, you're able to see their profile, see their face, see what they specialize in, and that will help you kind of make a determination before you make that appointment. Um, the last thing I just wanted to say is, you know, again, therapy is great. Sometimes people need more than that. So if you are truly suffering, and what I mean by that is your depression, your anxiety has started to take a hold of your daily life. 
like you are not able to function the way that you used to, you need to be clear. There are changes going on in your brain that need to be addressed. And I know this conversation is touchy, but sometimes you may need a medication assessment to get you back on track. And so at that point, you should feel free to reach out to a psychiatrist who can help you get back on, on the right foot. That's real talk. It hey, Byron. Yeah. I just want to jump in. This is Tariko down at the bottom. Guys, uh, y'all know I come on and just advocate for the youth, for the young people. Some of us thinking about ourselves, but if you got young people who are needing the same assistance, y'all don't build shame around it. Get them the support that they need. Uh, you can always dial 211 and it'll get you to resources, but don't minimize the needs of your young people right now. We went through COVID and a lot of young people are suffering in silence and their parents don't know it. If you need any help, reach out to me. Man. Hey, y'all. I have one little tip, too. This is Jess. What's up, um, Jess? Hey, I just wanted to let anyone know, because I know sometimes it can be expensive, but if y'all find a therapist that you think you really like, but you can't afford it or whatever the, you know, whatever it is, if you go to betterhelp.com, type that therapist in and see if they're there, and then you can reach out and go through there. It's a, it's cheaper, but you still get the same help you need from the therapist you want. Can you can you say that one more time for the people in the back? Yeah, it's so you just go find the therapist you want, go to betterhelp.com and then see ask them if that you know, if you see that therapist on the list, you can reach out and ask for their next available appointment and then you can sign up through BetterHelp. It's cheaper. They also have financial aid for anyone um, who's in like school or you self-employed. That also helps. There's a cheaper route, but you still get everything you need. Um, I have a therapist through that. I found her um, off from another site, but she's amazing. They do not slack. That. Definitely. Another resource, another resource is EAP, right? Your your employee assistance program, particularly if you are working in corporate, uh, you pay for that. And a lot of times they are so under leveraged. Half the time you can get like 10 sessions for free for different specific topics. So make sure you look into your EAP that you're already paying for. Yes, indeed. Hi. Excuse me. Oops, sorry. No, it's okay. I've been sitting here. Um, go ahead, sweetie. You go ahead. <laughs> So much. My name is Remedy Peace Byron and everyone in this space. Um, I wanted to just say that I appreciated this conversation so much. It is so essential. And I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who added to this conversation, because um, I think, Byron, you said that uh, you should have a therapist on your team. And I, I believe you. I just finished my therapy session about two weeks ago and I didn't want it to end. I think that was one of the best things I did for myself. And I want to absolutely encourage everyone in this space for real, everything that you heard today, you should absolutely take part in therapy. But one of the contributions that I wanted to make to this space, if it is okay, is a breathing exercise because that's also a great tool that you can use to really just allow yourself to recenter and get yourself back together. So if it is okay, I would love it if I can do that for this space as my contribution to what you've contributed to me. Absolutely. 
Man, listen, man, we finna turn up tonight. I just want to let everybody know, listen, if you want to be in a space with entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurs specifically, make sure you take part in the link listed at the top, which is the wealth community. We are a wealth community that is focused on entrepreneurs, period. It's a community because, you know, one of the biggest um, things to kind of combat a lot of the loneliness and a lot of the um the issues, these, these, some of these mental health issues is having a, having some people that you can talk to, having a, a, a network of people that you can get, you know, in contact with and build community, um, and, 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 and build conversation and, 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 you know, vent some of these frustrations and, and all of that kind of stuff, man. You gotta be around some folk who understand what you're going through. I'm just saying you got to make those kind of friendships um, and, and take advantage of that. So definitely tap into the link wealth community at the top. We got a Bible study tonight um, and a lot of our Bible studies is centered, you know, specifically around our journey specifically, you know, uh, that matters, you know. Um, and, and so 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 definitely tap in. If you tap in tonight, you can actually take part in that for free. Um, and, 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 and get that kind of um, that, that mental and spiritual food that helps us kind of continue to fight this journey. Um, so I just want to put that out there real quick, man. But listen, if you haven't already, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow everybody that is on this digital verbal stage. Um, make friendships, jump into some DMs with the people who resonate with you. Because guess what? It's going to be the people in this room that's going to probably be some of the best people to help you get to that finish line. But whatever your journey is, I'm just saying. Today was a class. That part. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You got to keep the devil in his hole. But you know how it goes. I'm front line every time it's sold. RIP Nipsey Hustle. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins. True devotion on the My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all blow it. They tell me hustle, dumb it down, you might confuse it. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers chose to. Man, listen, y'all be blessed. I'm gonna see y'all on the other side of success. The other side of all things great. You know what I'm saying? Inside, outside the wealth community. Help me down at times I seem reckless. Got an L, but gotta eat for effort. Stretch me. Dropped him off in the Mojave Desert, then left me. Ain't no answer to these trick questions. Money making nip, straighten out my jewelry on my dress. Well known, flick up in jail clothes, snatch a champagne bottle from Rico's dip, till uh, T-shirt. Whatever, playing chess, not checkers. 38 special for you clever. See, bro, you ain't living down by the street code. Been through all these motions up and down like a seesaw. I can never view you as my equal. Fuck, Don't I want to hear your CD, CD fuck. <laughs> Y'all be blessed, man. I'm gonna see y'all tonight inside of the wealth community. We are doing a live Bible study. You know what I'm saying? And it is not going to be regular. Make it sure is you pull not up. going to be regular. Pull up. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Y'all be blessed, man. Nah, I'm finna take it there. This time around, I'm gonna make it.